All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us here tonight. I'm Henrik. This is, uh, of course, No Go Zone. It's Wednesday, my dudes. Hope you're all, you're all doing well. Uh, good to see you all. Uh, thank you for uh, for joining us here, for joining us live or later on in the archives. Uh, yeah, so basically, uh, in case you don't follow our Telegram channel, uh, do make sure that you follow our Telegram channel, by the way, because we give notifications and updates and stuff like that. And it's easy to, uh, to get them out there. Uh, on Telegram as well. It's a great channel overall because you can upload uh, MP4 files, video files, even MP3 files. You can link up anything and stuff like that. Uh, so I did put a little notice there. Uh, was it ye yesterday or the day before? A little bit fuzzy on the on the details here today. Uh, but uh, yes, we did not do a Weekend Warrior uh, on RedEyesMembers.com over the weekend due to the fact that we were uh, incredibly uh, ill, actually. In fact, uh, I think I've never probably felt that sick uh, in... My entire life, maybe, and maybe, maybe not. It's, it's hard to tell. Uh, we had some kind of uh, bug or virus that hit the stomach, stomach flu, stomach bug. I, I'm not sure what you call it, uh, but the boys had it too. And uh, so Saturday was we were completely uh, out in, in the afternoon and the evening, uh, and Sunday, Monday, even into Tuesday was just kind of recuperating, going a little bit in waves up and down. Anyway, so I put a notice up on Telegram about that. So in case you didn't see it. Uh, what we were up to, that's uh, that's what was happening here over the weekend. So we'll probably try to make a complete that extra members uh, video here over uh, this week uh, or put an extra stream in just for members or something like that as a way to try to uh, make it up to you guys. But yeah, we appreciate uh, the patience on on that. So no go zone, uh, sorry, no no weekend warrior rather uh, this uh, this weekend, last weekend. Uh, but we're doing no go zone today, kind of 75%, something like that. I found out some other interesting stuff too, by the way, over the weekend. Uh, that uh, our member server were under attack on uh, early Monday, uh, or sorry, early, see, I'm not quite there yet, uh, Saturday morning, early Saturday morning, uh, I think it was a DDoS attack uh, that lasted for uh, for a few minutes. Uh, they don't like to see that uh, our member section is up, still up and running, despite everything they've done uh, to try to take us down. Remember after Charlottesville, or actually during, it was during uh, the hack, they penetrated into our local uh, file server on networks, uh, our NAS devices to try to uh, swipe clean all of our files and backups and everything we use to produce, you know, our stuff and things like that. They hacked our Twitters, they have attacked our payment processors, they're going after our bank accounts, they're going after everything that they can, basically. So now, of course, uh, they're going after the websites, too, obviously. They, they, they're they not happy with that. And, and of course, we're not uh, alone in that, as you can see from uh, this story right here. Uh, Gab was was hacked. I think was it over? I'm not sure if it was over the weekend. I think it might have been Monday, March first. First, it is uh, of course March third here today. So I guess a couple of days ago. Uh, we'll talk about that story in just a moment here. But uh, yeah, so so a lot of ups and downs here over the weekend. Uh, crazy stuff. Uh, but yeah, anyway. So that's that's what's been going on. Uh, otherwise, of course, if you do want to join us today, before we get into some of the topics, uh, entropystream.live forward slash Red Eyes TV. Great way of joining in. Uh, if you have uh, questions, input, anything like that, we'll uh, read those on air here. I do see we get the notifications uh, on the screen as well. Uh, very, very good. Appreciate that. I even saw, what was it? Uh, I was listening to, uh, was it uh, Mersh, Revenge of the Sis? Uh, they're going after their, uh, what is this? Not only Streamlabs, Streamlabs have been on like an insane, uh, you know, banning streak, right? Twitter has been on one as well the last, last couple of days. Uh, people are losing not only hundreds, but thousands of followers. Uh, but yeah, Streamlabs have been shutting down people. Then they got some Stream Elements thing I heard, and then that, they shut that down as well. Uh, so, you know, it's just the banning continues. It, it's it's 
it's not going to stop. And that's kind of some of the topics we'll talk about here today. The theme, really, uh, is just this insane leeway of how they're trying to squeeze out, basically, to keep it simple, establishment critics. Uh, and how they just look the other way for actual predators, actual criminals, actual people who are committing crimes uh, and are recognized as as criminals and, and stuff like that as well. So, yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, but, yeah, was it Ralph over the weekend or Monday? He was uh, swatted live on air, you know, shit like this. It just it just never ends. The fun never ends. The roller coaster just keeps on keeps on giving. Uh, Conrad Curse over on Entropy Stream says the clown world <laughs> world train has no brakes. That's right. Conrad, that's right. The clown world does not have any breaks. Uh, Anti-whites are attacking Jeremy from the quartering. He's not even political. His three crimes are being white, male, and straight in that order. Uh, this this gets more retarded every day. I saw uh, something on Twitter about that just in passing. Uh, that uh, he was, help, my channel is under attack and stuff. And he, he, he doesn't, I mean, he, he does get political. If you talk about, uh, you know, he, what, he does like 50 videos about Gina Cardano or Carano, whatever her name is, Cardano, that's the, uh, that's the, the, that's the crypto, ADA, you should have some ADA. Uh, Gina Carano, that's political. I mean, that's political stuff. I, I get your point, Jeremy. I mean, he's not super like engaged in the political scene or like a political commentator per se. He's just like video games and, uh, you know, YouTube pop culture stuff kind of thing. But uh, I mean, he's not, if you're not... If you're not outspoken supportive of their agenda, you're you're an enemy, and and that's what and that's what we're going to see. That there's going to be no one that they will let free. There there no one they're going to like let escape. That uh, they're going to go after everybody. So I'm not surprised. But yeah, I saw that too. Uh, it's crazy stuff. Thank you, Conrad. Good to see you as always. Thank you for the support, sir. Plain physics, MTU. Good to see you. Thank you so much for the support. Uh, stomach Rona, yeah, exactly. I'm glad you're feeling all better. Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, you think about that and you Google a little bit, and then it's like, but the problem is, whatever you, whatever you Google, that's, uh, I mean, that's all it is now. Like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling this symptom. Oh, oh, oh it's got to be, uh, it's got to be, um, it's got to be Corona, right? Even this, I, I didn't even think of showing this, but this is a perfect example. Uh, you can literally have. Let me see if I can. Why does Twitter make it so difficult? Go to my own profile, please. Um, did you guys see the headline? Let me scroll down here. Sorry about this. Uh, it was about the avalanche stuff. I didn't mean to talk about it, but it, it, it brings me, it brings me to that point. It's like, even, even if, uh, here it is, here it is. This is a, this is a perfect, perfect headline here from CNN, uh, regarding that. Uh, it's the U.S. USS deadliest avalanche season in years. Experts say COVID is partially to blame. Um, so if you got the, if you, whatever you have, it's COVID. If you, if there's any uh, deviancy in the statistics, it, it, we can blame it on COVID. Um, so, you know, I, I'm not sure. To, it kind of felt a little mutated though, to be honest. I've n actually never felt that sick in a, in a long, long time. So who knows? Uh, I'm a person of the belief that they, they've engineered some of these viruses. They've mutated some of these viruses, maybe not to be more deadly, but to be more infectious, uh, and maybe part of that is that they hit you a bit harder, but it doesn't seem that more people have died, of course, than normal. The only way they can get the numbers up to, is to uh, take them from other cases, you know, other types of deaths which occur every year uh, to keep it high. But um, yeah, anyway, it's uh, it's good stuff, right? Uh, Lycan Warrior, thank you, sir. Good to uh, see you as well. Thank you for the support. It says Democrat Agriculture Stimulus Bill excludes whites. I'm not surprised. Is this part of the, this is not HR1, is it? The first one bill introduced of the year. I'll have to copy that um, copy that uh, link 
uh, Lycan Warrior. I have not. I don't think I've seen that. Let me just uh, do a quick glance here. House AG Democrats, Agricultural Democrats, Advanced Agricultural Stimulus Package as GOP attacks minority farmer debt relief. Okay, so there's something with. Okay, well I've seen this. I've seen this. Uh, these general trends. I'm not. I know I'm not showing this on screen. I'll have to uh, go get an over it on the other computer here. But they're. Uh, They've been talking about like how white people need to give up their farm and uh, whites, in fact, shouldn't be farming. Uh, that's a bad thing and all this kind of stuff. So I'm not surprised to see this. Let me see if I can just uh, Google this, if it um, will actually help me to find that because sometimes Googling something is, is horrible. Uh, uh, see if I can find that. Is it package? Yeah, let me see if I can find that. AgriPulse. Yeah, that, there it is. Amazing. Google works. Um, Pull it in real, here, real quick here. House Agricultural Democrats, or is that what it stands for? AG, I would assume. AG Democrats advance agricultural stimulus package as GOP attacks minority farm debt relief. Democrats forced a $16.1 billion agricultural stimulus plan through the House Agricultural Committee on Wednesday, brushing aside Republican assertions that a provision provided debt relief, relief for minority farmers was far too broad and could face legal challenges. The package, which was approved on party line, 25 to 23 votes during a seven-hour virtual meeting. There's so many of these meetings. I'm, I'm missing some of these. With members scattered across the country, will be folded into a broader 1.9 trillion stimulus bill packaged by President Joe Biden. Not surprised. I'll have to go through the details of this later. Uh, but yeah, th th there you go. If you if you are white, you know, it's like you you're going to be targeted on every level. Uh, make no mistake about it. Make no mistake about it. Thank you, like and appreciate that. Uh, very kind of you. Yeah. So let, let's take a look at this. Um, the uh, <clears throat> uh, the uh, gab uh, gab attack here a little bit. So of course, uh, Torba here called the person who attacked them or did the hack a, uh, and I'm quoting here, mentally ill tranny demon. Um, now I saw initially I saw a different picture. Maybe this is an older picture. I'm not, I'm not sure, but uh, maybe, maybe they swapped out. Maybe they, they miss. It was a case of mistaken identity initially. Um, the Gab has been hacked by a group of far left activists claiming that the attack was to help journalists. The hacker group DDoS Secrets say there are says that they are making 70 gigabyte of passwords, private posts, and more available to researchers, journalists, and social scientists. DDoS Secrets co-founder Emma Best, a trans far-left activist who previously leaked WikiLeaks group chats in defense of Hillary Clinton, of course they did, uh, told leftist rag Wired that the data contains pretty much everything on Gab, including user data and private posts. Everything someone needs to run a nearly complete analysis on Gab users and content. And this is going to be no problem. Uh, it's going to be no criminal investigation when it comes to this, of course. It's another goldmine of research, blah, 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 um, for people looking at militias, neo-Nazis, and far-right QAnon and everything surrounding January 6th, Best claim. Uh, though Best is an anti-Wikileaks nut job, the website for their hacked material is completely a ripoff of Julian Assange's creation. The unoriginal cr criminals are even calling it Gab Leaks. Uh, Gab founder Andrew Torba did not hold back in a post about the hackers, charging that they were attacked by mentally ill tranny demon hackers. <laughs> yeah. Menta Let me see here what the, the gab was here. Mentally ill tranny demon hackers, he says. I'm very serious. Are attacking gab right now. The same people behind this attack targeted law enforcement officials and their family members last summer. The feds are treating them as criminal hackers, uh, criminal hacker organization. 
We are working with our partners in law enforcement on this issue. We always have been transparent with this community when things happen, so I am very being very honest and upfront with you all now. My account and Trump's account were compromised. Of course, Trump is about to go on stage. Uh, this was, I guess, earlier yesterday or two days ago on CPAC. Uh, and speak, the entire company's uh, all hands investigating what happened and working to trace and patch the problem. As we learn more, I will keep you posted. Uh, he posted a couple of pictures too. And then I even saw that the organization, by the way, uh, which is which is hilarious when it comes to Gab uh, and and, and uh, media outlets like us, independent alternative outlets like us, where they basically say that um, you, uh, where is it? Here's the story. Uh, they are basically available on any payment processor. You can PayPal these people money. You can Venmo these people money. You can support them by, by their Stripe payment accounts that they have. Uh, they're recognized as a criminal organization but are, are, are treated with cotton gloves. Why? Because they're, they're, they're an asset, right? They're an asset of the state. In some cases, they outsource criminal activity. Uh, that way, that's kind of, it's, a, it's an easy way to cover your tracks. You want to do certain things, but if you would get caught for it, it wouldn't look pretty good. So, you know, you do have some of these volunteer mental jobs that, that would, would do something like this, but they hand over the data to them or they help them or something, right? Uh, but yeah, so you totally find these people have have every payment processor in the world, although they're actually convicted or recognized criminals engaged in in hacking activity, terrorist activity. That's totally fine. People like us, people like Gab or Andrew Torba, we're not criminals. We haven't been classified as criminals. We haven't broken the law. There's there's no uh, uh, warrants out for us. There's there's no no criminal activity in our past, and yet we can't engage in normal society. Right. That that's. That's the position we are at right now. This is how fucked up everything is. It's incredible, right? Um, okay. Let's move on here a little bit. Trump considering run for president in 2024. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Trump is telling allies he's strongly considering another run for president in 2024. Um, and close advisors want him to choose someone other than former Vice President Mike Pence for his ticket, according to people familiar with the discussion. Uh, that's a Bloomberg source. More on that, I think, has come out uh, just in the last couple of hours before I went live on that, too. I saw the uh, speech uh, he did on CPAC as well, but it's like, what's the point? What's the point? What are you going to do about the election? What are you going to do about the rigging? Uh, and I know, of course, some people are going to be way more excited about this than, than others. Uh, I'm not really that excited about it, to be, <laughs> to be honest. It doesn't, it doesn't seem to matter. Uh, if they can rig election in 2020, uh, why would they not like, rig the election in 2024? Uh, and the fact is, too, th there's even worse things coming into um, propo legal proposals that are happening right now uh, with this HR1 bill that we'll talk about, which basically would kind of manifest the, ch the changes that enabled the election fraud in 2020 would kind of be normalized and they would be applied statewide, right? Uh, so HR1 is a uh, democratically proposed reform that will undermine democracy far more than anything Donald Trump has done. This is from The Spectator here, too. Let's read a little bit from this to get an idea of what, what it contains. Um, there's a recent past speaker, Nancy Pelosi, has called her 791-page bill stuffed as it is with her favorite election-related changes. House of Representative Bill Number 1, or HR1, Yes, it's that important to her. It's number one out the gates in 2021. She has convinced or pressured every single House Democrat to co-sponsor it as it comes up for a vote this week. That means it will likely pass with a narrow given 
narrowly, given that Democrats have a uh, 219 to 211 majority. It faces more debate and tougher road in the Senate, which is split 50-50 between the parties with Vice President Kamala Harris as a tiebreaker. That's, uh, that's a, that, those are great odds right there. It can be stopped. It must be stopped. It's the worst piece of legislation I've seen in my 40 years reporting from Washington. H.R. 1 would cement all of the worst changes in election law that made blue states that made in blue states in, 2000, in 2020 and nationalized those laws. Federal control of elections would be the norm. States would be relegated to colonial outposts that carry out Washington, D.C.'s mandates. Democracies die when one party seizes control of the election process, eliminates the safeguards that have protected the integrity of the ballot, places restrictions on free speech, and seizes the earnings of individual citizens to promote candidates that may abhor, um, says Rep Representative Tom McClintock. Democracies die by suicide, and we are now faced with such an instrument. And it's, of course, not just, well, I guess it is suicide in the sense that, uh, you know, one side, of course, is, you know, drawing the sword, sticking it, uh, you know, in, in, our, in our guts, so to speak. But the other side not, is not doing anything. They're, they're, just, uh, they're just backing off, not, uh, not uh, opposing, opposing any, anything of this. Um, does HR1 justify such apocalyptic rhetoric? Sadly, yes. Hans von Spar Sparkovsky, a former member of the Federal Election Commission, says that while the Constitution does not uh, does allow sorry, Congress to override the power of states to decide the time, manner, and place of federal elections, nothing on the massive scale of H.R. 1 has ever been attempted. He consulted other former members and assembled a short summary of the worst provisions of H.R. 1. So let's just go through those here at least. H.R. 1 would make fraud easier by forcing states to implement early voting, automatic voter registration, same-day registration, online voter registration, and no-fault absentee balloting. So that's a lot of those issues that occurred in some of the swing states or, or some of those there, you know, that were doing well for Trump. And at 3 a.m. it shuts down and then it goes uh, the way of Biden, right? Uh, they would also degrade the accuracy of registration listing lists by requiring states to automatically register all individuals on state and federal databases. This, this would include many Ill, ineligible voters, ineligible voters, including aliens. Um, and they're not talking about space aliens here, ladies and gentlemen. It would require states to follow, to allow, still a bit under the weather here, it's crazy. Uh, I can't read this right. It would require states to allow 16-year-olds and 17-year-olds to register, combined with a ban on voter ID. Well, of how convenient. This would allow underage voting individuals to vote. Fantastic. Sounds great. Now, why in the world would they want to do something like this? Uh, for equality, of course, for fairness. It would also require states to count ballots cast by voters outside of their assigned precincts, a recipe for election fraud. Mandate no-fault absentee ballots, which are the tool of choice for voter thieves, uh, four states to accept absentee ballots received up to 10 days after election day and four states to allow ballot harvesting. Fantastic. It would prevent officials from checking the eligibility and qualifications of voters and, um, yeah, pre exactly, prevent election officials from checking eligibility and qualifications of voters and remove ineligible voters. Ban state voter ID laws by forcing states that to allow individuals to vote without an ID and merely signing a statement in which they claim they are who they say they are. <laughs> Create vague and broad language that could be used to criminally charge someone who questions the eligibility of a voter. Oh, good. So if you do have someone, then in other words, to come 
uh, and and uh, make accusations, accusations, how do you like that? Uh, accusations of voter fraud, you could criminally charge those people. That's how I understand it then. You could basically go after them legally. Uh, I guess that's one thing that was missing after the uh, 2020 election. I mean, we had a lot of people banned, of course, right? A lot of people were, uh, you know, lost everything. And this is, of course, even after, you know, January 6th, of course, this was out of control too. Uh, but let's just go after them like on a, on a criminal basis now. That, that sounds reasonable. It would also, it continues here, uh, destroy the bipartisan composition of the Federal Election Commission and places a partisan majority in control of every aspect of our federal elections. Great. It would require states to restore the ability of felons to vote the moment they are out of prison. I've, I've, they did this in Florida, which is just a mystery to me, right? Um, which is crazy. Forced disclosure of names of Americans who donated to nonprofit organizations, thus subjecting them to political harassment. Great. Declare statehood for Washington, D.C. to be constitutional, despite evidence it is not. And finally, H.R. 1 would effectively ban nonprofits from contacting a member of Congress or their staff about pending legislation, a direct assault on the right of Americans to petition their government. All right, it ends here by saying the chief authority of H.R. 1 is Representative John Sarbanes, a Maryland Democrat. He insists with a straight face that outside of Congress, these aren't controversial reforms. Stacey Abrams, a civil rights activist who narrowly and bitterly lost her 2018 race for Georgia governor, claims that under H.R. 1, minority voters will have or will, quote, have a right to take our seat at the table and our place at the ballot box. Well, that sounds... That's well. You can't criticize that now, can you? So that's uh, that sounds completely fair. Um, should the power grab masquerading as HR one become law, it will become law. It would represent uh, only the latest distortions of democracy. Will undermine confidence in the system far more than anything Donald Trump attempted. When reforms doesn't work as advertised, our politicians make ends uh, run around them. Americans get cynical. Rights, uh, right? David Primo or rights maybe. Uh, David Primo and Jeffrey Milo, the co-authors of the book Campaign, blah, blah, blah. Okay, it goes on. Uh, ends with, should HR1 pass, its so-called reforms would likely send that citizen's cynicism sorry, to levels that make American increasingly resemble a banana republic. Considering the election 2020, I'd say America is already there, uh, to be honest, which is uh, which is crazy, right? But that's, uh, that's, that's how it goes. Not surprised whatsoever. Uh, unbelievable. Now, did you guys see the the uh, the bullshit about the CPAC st uh, stage as well? CPAC is is cringe on every level. It's it's dumb and all that stuff. But this was just uh, hilarious. It was this uh, <clears throat> image that was leaked, uh, which <laughs> which they claimed that was a it's a known Nazi symbol, right? It's it's the Odal rune uh, upside down. If you if you don't recognize it, uh, I think we ha even have it as a sticker over on DLive. Uh, which, of course, yeah, of course, if, if it's a Norse symbol, it has to be neo-Nazi uh, stuff, right? Uh, so basically, it turned out that was it was one of uh, their own, basically, right? On the on the on the far left side of things, um, a, a guy that worked uh, by a company or for a company called Design Foundry, uh, who had previously done work both for Biden and MSNBC. Uh, Ninety-eight percent of that company's political donations have gone to Democrat uh, candidates. Uh, so I argued the point that basically they intentionally uh, made the stage so they can through. Uh, yeah, there's the the symbol in chat on DLI there. Thanks for that. Uh, basically, <laughs> it, it it was the a way for the designer to to 
throw a soft uh, softball basically to uh, uh, to the various hosts on uh, MSNBC and CNN and stuff like that to to pick up on this and say, oh my, my God, have you seen? Uh, they're they're virtually they're just signaling their Nazism now uh, right on CPAC. And of course, this will never be good enough, no matter how much they uh, they cuck. Not much, not much. Ever C, uh, CPAC bows down and kicks out people that won't wear, ma wear a mask or are even remotely controversial. It's uh, it's horrendous. Uh, so they kind of they kind of deserve it, to be honest. Uh, they do kind of deserve it. I, I have something else later on CPAC too, but we'll uh, uh, we'll return to that a bit later. So <clears throat> let's let's talk about this issue here of you know, kind of how they're going, how how they're treating. Uh, you know, people who are not only part of January 6th, but just Trump supporters in general. I think at the end of last Flashback Friday, we showed that image uh, of kind of the, the top concerns that Democrats had versus the top concerns that Republicans have. And, and it go, you know, there's people that fall, of course, way outside of these parameters as well. But it kind of gave you a, somewhat of a gauge on where things are, right? And, and all the Democrats was like, their number one concern was Trump supporters and it was white supremacy and it was, uh, you know, neo-Nazis, all the all the same bullshit like that the mainstream media has pushed the last uh, decade, basically, right? Um, and so this is what Christopher Ray said. We'll listen to a clip here soon too. His introduction at his hearing, and this was earlier today. Uh, and there's been so many of these hearings now. There are a couple of ones that I've missed, which I wish we could cover too. I have to at least pull out some stuff from him, which is just hilarious. Um, they're looking at extremism and stuff like that, and the way that they deny. Uh, Antifa and BLM violence and organized terrorism on that side and the way they shift the blame, right? But anyway, one of the uh, things he said here was uh, the FBI director, Christopher Ray said that there's no evidence of Antifa or fake Trump supporters at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. Um, so breaking down 9-11 or 9 here, uh, actually did just, just a, a tiny fraction of the homework that you could assume that the FBI would do or if we had a, uh, what would you call it? Um, where they call ProPublica or some some kind of outlet like that on our side, right? Uh, going through some of the Discord chats and stuff like that. And again, these groups, these organizations, these terrorist far left terrorist groups, they can organize on Twitter, they can organize on Discord. They do not get banned. They do not get censored. Uh, they are platformed on every every goddamn channel you can imagine, and then it's covered up, right? Uh, the the authorities look the other way. Uh, the FBI looks the other way. Criminal pros prosecutors drop charges against these people and stuff like that. Uh, here's just a, sli a slice, a sample, right? Hey, sorry, the signal here is being jammed. Counter Intel. So here's uh, here's the guy in question, right? Who uh, actually took one of the uh, with the now the famous video of uh, Ashley Babbitt being shot in the neck, right, uh, by the Capitol Police officer. Uh, I forget what this guy. Yeah, J Jaden Nex. I think his name is something else, but. Uh, He's uh, he's uh, in there with a Trump, <laughs> actual uh, Trump, uh, you know, baseball baseball hat on, right? Um, some more posts. Uh, no fascists in D.C. March against fascism. This is I think this is a later one, by the way, just to show that he's you know he's part of that group. Uh, I was on the front lines on the battle and know who was there personally. It was large sum of anti-Trumpers. Wow. So maybe my dad is right. Singling out some people here. Um, more discussions in some of these Antifa groups. I had to wear a Trump hat and shirt. Uh, he continued here, showing how they're organizing. Some useful maps. Hashtag counter intel. 
DC reference map, federal buildings, military courts. This is their uh, little Antifa uh, digital uh, signal, uh, whatever they call it. They have some groups for that. Uh, more screenshots showing that they're organizing, talking on Discord. Um, you can't think it was just Trump supporters, right? There were tons of Antifa members, but why would they rat themselves out? So the FBI can't figure this out, <clears throat> right? Um, Insurgents USA. Sullivan is the leader of an organization called Insurgents USA, through which he organizes protests. Um, Sullivan can be seen telling a crowd over a microphone, we're about to burn this shit down. We got to rip Trump out of office. Fucking pull him out of that shit. So I guess that's, is Sullivan his real name then? Uh, you get the idea, right? You get the idea. Uh, so no evidence that there was any plants, <laughs> any fake Trump supporters, uh, or anything like that, uh, if you ask the FBI. But of course, it's the same FBI that spends their time uh, going after Trump, spying on the, the new incoming administration and stuff like that. So they, they t are totally not politically motivated uh, in any any uh, sense of the word, right? All right, so here's uh, the introduction that Ray did. Let's just take a look at this. I can rest my uh, throat a little bit as well um, and just see what he had to say regarding how they view this as domestic terrorism, everything that happened on January 6th. Trying to be, oh, there we go. So good morning, Chairman Derman, Ranking Member Grassley, members of the committee. I appreciate the opportunity to be here today to talk about the great work of the men and women of the FBI. Let me start with a quick update on the investigation into the January 6th attack here at the Capitol. I was appalled, like you, at the violence and destruction that we saw that day. I was appalled that you, our country's elected leaders, were victimized right here in these very halls. That attack, that siege, was criminal behavior, plain and simple, and it's behavior that we, the FBI, view as domestic terrorism. It's got no place in our democracy, and tolerating it would make a mockery of our nation's rule of law. The rule of law, of course, is our country's bedrock, and it's our guiding principle at the FBI. That's sure, why the FBI has been working day and night across the country to track down those responsible for the events of January 6th and to hold them accountable. We're chasing down leads. We're reviewing evidence, combing through digital media to identify, investigate, and arrest anyone who broke the law that day. And our greatest... And it's more than that. It's not just the people breaking the law. It's people that are just th that were just there. that are being harassed. People who uh, didn't break the law uh, are being charged. They're being uh, harassed. They're being targeted. All, all this stuff, right? But uh, anyway, let's, let's just continue. He, he says some incredible st stuff later. Greatest partner in this investigation has been the American people themselves. Your constituents. Citizens from around the country have sent us more than two hundred and seventy thousand digital media tips. Some have even taken the painful step of turning in their friends or their family members. That's incredible when you think of it, right? Isn't it? That is incredible. Um, that's, that's a cult, right? That's, that's classic cult member uh, tactics. You, you basically turn on your own family, uh, even if you think they did the wrong thing or not. I mean, it's, that's irrelevant. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's crossing the line, uh, obviously. It's, it's incredible. Um, Snitches, uh, what was it? He said, LA mayor, snitches get rewards, right? But with their help, 
we've identified hundreds of suspects and opened hundreds of investigations in all but one of our 56 field offices. And of those identified, we've arrested already more than 270 individuals to date, over 300 when you include the ones of our partners, with more subjects being identified and charged just about every single day. Have they ever done anything like this for any other riots that took place? Uh, I think there were something like 25 riots instigated by, by Antifa and BLM over the summer 2020. I have, there has been some people charged with it, but for the most part, and definitely in Portland and Seattle and some of these areas, the, uh, the, the judges there, the attorney generals and stuff have dropped case after case after case, let people go. They treat these people with cotton gloves, kitty gloves. Uh, and it's understandable because they are an asset to the apparatus. They're using these people uh, and they're using them to their advantage to make sure that there's no popular um, right-wing nationalistic support on the ground level that can and will organize. And that's why they went after Proud Boys so hard, even, even with uh, FBI informant Tario at the very top. Maybe that's why they're so highly profiled or whatever, but, uh, you know, we'll get to some of that later. The FBI is committed to seeing this through, no matter how many people it takes or how long or the resources we need to get it done. Because as citizens, in a sense, we're all victims of the January 6th assault and the American people deserve nothing less. Yeah, we're all Unfortunately, victims. That's right. as you noted, Mr. Chairman, January 6th was not an isolated event. The problem of domestic terrorism has been metastasizing across the country for a long time now, and it's he's not right. going away anytime he, soon. He's right, it has. <clears throat> At the FBI, we've been sounding the alarm on it for a number of years now. I've been sounding the alarm about domestic terrorism since, I think, just about my first month on the job when I first started appearing up on the Hill. And I've spoken about it in maybe a dozen different congressional hearings. So whenever we've had the chance, we've tried to emphasize that this is a top concern and remains so for the FBI. In fact, in fact, we viewed it as such a critical threat that back in June of 2019, under my leadership, we elevated racially and ethnically motivated violent extremism to our highest threat priority on the same level with ISIS and homegrown violent extremists. I remember we covered that at the time and that's when that's when it began, really. Uh, there was these vice headlines, which were just complete bullshit. What, what, what he actually said at the time was that they were, the FBI was now considering putting, or they were going to put as much resources into fighting what they dub white supremacy and white nationalism and, and these kinds of things as they would, as they have doing, uh, you know, battling ISIS or confront, you know, researching or uh, trying to prevent, I guess, you know, ISIS and, and Islamic terrorism and stuff like that. So at the time, they didn't actually say that they considered that the, the two to be equal or on par. Uh, since then, that's evolved, and, and now he's run with that narrative, of course. But at the time, he said, and he even says it here, well, we don't investigate ideology. We just, uh, like, if something happens, that's when we go in and do something about this, blah, blah, blah. But that's changed since then. He was just talking about resources, and you know what they, when they talk about resources, investing resources into combating a problem, if that problem is not there to be found, you know, the, they're, they're, they're trying super hard to get this, to create this image that it's just this white supremacy epidemic out there, right? It's just out of control. But if they can't find that, and I would argue that the narrative that they're pushing is simply not just wrong, it's blatant lies, it's, it's, it's a... 
it's a propaganda effort in and of itself. They will create it. They will use the resources that they, in many regards, also help to fund some of these extremist organizations, right, themselves, or, or the sting operations, right? Think about, uh, um, you know, this New York was a famous case. Uh, the FBI set up these young uh, Muslims, right, to, uh, uh, they all but basically pushed, pushed the button for them. They gave them all the materials, they showed them where to go, when to do it, all those kinds of things. It doesn't let them consequently off the hook because they did that. Like if you are dumb enough to go into and do something like that and press the button and think you're going to, you know, kill them or whatever, that's a problem, obviously. But it would never have happened if the FBI wasn't there to do it, right? So you you got them knows that these people will manifest the problem, they will create the problem, they will fund and instigate the problem if it's not there to be found. And that's also part of this issue, I think, that they that's why they're denying that there are any infiltrators, agitators, uh, or far-left activists part of this plot in, in, in regard. I think it was January 6th was probably swarming uh, with intelligence and feds and shit like this, right? Anyway, let's continue. Where it remains to this day. Now, I'm sure we're going to cover a lot of ground today, but let me make one thing clear. The FBI will not tolerate agitators and extremists who plan or commit violence, period. And that goes for violent extremists of any stripe. As I've said many times, we do not investigate ideology, but we focus on acts of violence and violations of federal law. And when we see those, when we see those, we will bring to bear the full weight of our resources, our experience, and our partnerships. Now, I think that's, I think that's bullshit, right? Because they, go, they, they do target people who, who haven't uh, broken the law, uh, and if people who haven't broken the law are not directly targeted by FBI, there's no recourse for these people. They're being harassed. They're being targeted just because they're having the wrong opinions. Uh, Mr. Noseberg over on entropystream.live forward slash red eyes TV says uh, the FBI still hasn't found the pipe bomber planter. That's right. Remember the footage? We played that at the time, the CCTV. Uh, people were like, uh, he's <laughs> he walks like a fed, this guy. Uh, joking. Uh, but yeah, the pipe bomb planter from the January 6th, I think, and it, and it came out that it was planted the night before, I think, on the like the 5th or something. Uh, but it continues to say, but it's gleefully pursuing the FBI uh, Trump supporters who didn't enter the Capitol. Absolutely. I mean, they are. Uh, they're visiting people. They're knocking on people's doors. They're building profiles on people, even people who say the wrong things online. Uh, who's like, well, obviously, it wasn't right what they did, but I, I understand these people's anger. Oh, my God. Terrorists. Uh, how do you know again? And that's why the HR one bill here has that part of it criminalize people who question the election or make accusations accusations of election fraud. Anyway, thank you, Mr. Nosberg. I appreciate that. I see you over on uh, uh, Trovo as well. I appreciate that. And thank you to everyone who's sending uh, casts, fires, and all that kind of stuff over there. I do appreciate it. Uh, thank you to all of you. I appreciate the uh, <clears throat> the dancing. Uh, chickens save Western civ civilization. Sends a couple of chick dancing chickens. I guess it is. Thank you for that, sir. Uh, but yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Didn't mean to. Uh, don't mean to avoid those over there. I still haven't learned. The weekend was so uh, just. I was completely out of commission. Obviously, being uh, under the weather, uh, strung out, that I couldn't look into it. I still find trying to find on the back end uh, on Trovo how to like just see in one, in one list. See the if there's people that send, uh, uh, you know, like what. Uh, elixir or uh, spells or whatever it's associated with the uh, with the chat i promise to look into it anyway thank you mr nosberg i appreciate that uh thank you for the fine modding too sir all right let's continue here and when domestic violent extremists use explosive devices 
when they attack government facilities and businesses, when they assault like Antifa? law enforcement officers, like Antifa? when they use violence to interfere with the lawful operation of our government, like they BLM? should expect the FBI to come knocking on their door, no matter where they try to run. Now, of course, these are not the only issues the FBI is focused on every day. And as I hope we'll discuss in more detail this morning, we confront a wide variety of threats in countless other forms, like the solar winds intrusions, which we're working to investigate and counter with our intelligence, oh, right. law enforcement, and <clears throat> private sector partners, both here <laughs> and abroad. Russian Not to mention a huge scum. range of other cyber threats from nation states, criminals, and toxic combinations of the two. Like the vast, unrelenting counterintelligence threat from China. And of course, the alarming threat of violence towards law enforcement officers. A threat that's especially close to home here in the Capitol. The attack on January 6th not only resulted in the injuries of over 100 law enforcement officers, but also the tragic death of U.S. Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick in the line of duty. Are they still trying to argue that this is the case? Have, did they not? They, I mean, I know they lied, don't get me wrong, but that has been clarified as, as far as I understand it. Uh, and he did not, in fact, uh, <clears throat> die of that, uh, <clears throat> of that uh, what was it, the fire extinguisher that uh, baked uh, Alaska was uh, willing? Was that the claim? It was based, uh, based Alaska? Uh, was it uh, Nick Fuentes that was swinging that and, and hitting uh, the, the officer? Uh, and then he died of his injuries the same day, and then he came out to actually it was not related to that. And no, he didn't have any injuries from that, in fact. He just died randomly the other day. Uh, what about all the people that were committed into suicide the days after? Anyway, there's so much bullshit with this. Uh, there's a particular ideology that have been attacking uh, law enforcement and government buildings, police buildings, federal buildings, uh, law and order and this kind of shit for... Remember the BLM was just shooting cops back in 2015, like in, in Dallas, was it, Texas? Stuff like that. There, there's still not that pressure on the BLM Antifa sphere that, that you have against uh, Trump supporters and, and so-called uh, you know, right-wing terrorists. The threat of violence to law enforcement is also deeply personal for us at the FBI. Just one month ago today, Two of our special agents, Laura Schwarzenberger and Dan Alfin, were tragically killed in the line of duty, and four more of our agents shot or wounded, all while serving a search warrant. And I can tell you... I'm not sure what that was related to. Was that re Are they claiming that that was because they were trying to serve a search warrant to someone who was there at the Capitol, uh, at the Capitol on January 6th? Is, is that the argument? Um, all right, well, if it is, I haven't heard about it. No more about it. Unless you're just bringing up something completely unrelated and, and it was someone else, right? That there is nothing, nothing more devastating, more, more heartbreaking than the loss of our own. The loss of two special agents who not only bravely did what I consider one of the hardest jobs in the FBI, investigating crimes against children, but who were also each parents of young children themselves, oh. of their own, a wife, Okay, okay, gotcha, uh, chat, too. The Florida pedo killer killed two FBI. Okay, okay, thank you, Black Phillip, for that. I see. Okay, well, that's interesting because that makes sense with what we're going to talk about later, too, how they're actually looking the other way. Or, I mean, some of them are, are, are charged, they're, they're going after them criminally, but the the overall view of the establishment and definitely the, with the mainstream media at the front of that 
is trying to deny that there's some kind of problem when it comes to child sex abuse or, you know, the way they've ridiculed Pizzagate, for example, the way they uh, ridicule uh, Q, QAnon supporters or Q people for thinking that there's some kind of, uh, you know, pedophile network running things and stuff like that, right? So there's a lot of these cases now that have come out, people who from are just open pedophiles to are abusing uh, children. They have uh, pictures on their computers and stuff. Uh, to those who are even uh, proposing that we chemically castrate our, our children, right? Uh, like um, the assistant uh, health secretary that Biden picked, uh, uh, Rachel Levin, right? We'll talk about uh, that person later too. <laughs> it's like, they're like, they're pretending that's not happening and that's not really, or not, that's not as of a big problem, really, uh, that people are targeting kids and going after children sexually, uh, pedophiles. But this is the biggest terrorist threat in America. There's like, what, 10, hundreds, in fact. I think, I think there's hundreds of thousands of kids going missing every year in the United States alone. And you have a couple of these spurg outs and a goofball riot by some MAGA Q people. Uh, was it dumb? Yes. Uh, should have not have happened? I mean, I don't think it should have happened. Were they angry? Yes, of course. Is it understandable? Absolutely. Should have done what, what they did? No. But a lot of them were dumbasses and they thought that this was fun and, you know, stealing a podium and going in with, a, you know, for a selfie opportunity and stuff like that. But look at how the system now can clamp down. Uh, and I mean, I know even if it wasn't this, eventually something like this would have happened and they would have sprung into action in the same way. Uh, but it's basically just way overreach, right? The system is spurging out. It's freaking out. It's looking the other way for, for actual uh, criminals, uh, terrorists, uh, pedophiles, and they're going after just rando Trump supporters, basically. A husband and cherished members of their communities. And I know a number of members of Congress, including a number on this committee, reached out and offered their condolences uh, and offerings of support. And I want you to know how much that means to the FBI and how much it means to me personally. Special Agents Laura Schwarzenberger and Dana Alfin sacrificed their lives that day, like far too many of our law enforcement brethren also killed in the line of duty. So he's They're actually, he's seriously then trying to connect it to their serving a pedophile in Florida. They're killed, and now he brings this up in connection with a Capitol riot on January 6th. Am I, am I hearing this? Am I hearing this correct? Our ultimate sacrifice was not in vain. It was to protect the American people, it was to protect each of us. And it's why no matter what comes our way, our work to safeguard the rule of law, to protect the American people and to uphold the Constitution goes on and will never stop. Thank you for the opportunity to speak with you today. Uh, I look forward to answering your questions. Right. And of course, this went on for three hours. And, you know, as usual, they're handled with like, uh, you know, kitty gloves and soft, uh, you know, softball questions and all this stuff. Just going to uh, close a couple of windows here. Uh, but yeah, so that that continued. Uh, but there were other kind of contradictions in terms of this, too. Um, one guy, the commanding general for the National Guard, uh, came out and said that there was unusual act, uh, directives given before January 6th. A top official just blew the major hole in the Democrats' narrative about the January 6th mayhem that took place at the U.S. Capitol. While testifying before Congress, Major General William J. Walker, the commanding general of the D.C. National Guard, revealed that the Capitol building was not unprepared. 
for the chaos on January 6th. The security was inadequate but, uh, because the commander of the National Guard was told not to authorize additional troops, including a quick reaction team, without the express, uh, express approval of uh, a civil authority. That would include uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi and the House Sergeant at Arms. This morning you have testified that there's a video of this here too, we'll listen to at the moment. Uh, this morning you have testified that you received this letter from former Secretary of the uh, Army, Ryan D. McCarthy, on January 5th, Senator Portman said. Uh, so the day before the attack on Capitol, in the letter, did Secretary McCarthy prohibit you from deploying the National Guard's quick reaction force without his authorization, he asked Walker. Uh, so I have the letter in front of me. He replied, blah, blah, blah. Okay, it's just, let's just re listen to it right there. There it is. Thank you, uh, Chairman Peters, and thanks to our witnesses. Uh, General Walker can continue to talk about uh, your recollection, if you don't mind. Uh, this morning, you have testified that you received this letter from our Secretary McCarthy on January 5th, so just the day before the attack on the Capitol. In that letter, did Secretary McCarthy prohibit you from employing the National Guard's quick reaction force without his authorization? So I have the letter in front of me, and uh, his letter does not, but it is the Secretary of Defense says that I have to use it as a last resort. But the Secretary of the Army told me, and it's, um, I have the letter, that I could not use the quick reaction force it would, it would, he would, I'll just read it. Yeah. I withhold authority to approve employment of the District of Columbia National Guard Quick Reaction Force and will do so only as a last resort in response to a request from an appropriate civil authority. Yeah. I will require a concept of operation prior to authorizing employment of a, of a civil, of a quick reaction force. Now, a quick reaction force normally is a commander's tool to go help uh, either a civilian agency but more typically to help the National Guardsmen who are out there uh, and need need assistance. Yeah, I All right, interesting. So basically, we have seen some of these other kind of uh, rumors, I guess, as well, that they could have done much more. We've seen the footage, and we've played that footage of how they're opening the gates, right? They're letting these people in and all that stuff. They, they, they wanted this to happen. We know that they wanted this to happen. And that's why Ray and others trying to pretend that this is, oh, it's not it's not really happening. Uh, there's no agitators. There's no ones in the inside. This wasn't an inside job or anything like that. Uh, we know what they're doing here, basically, right? Uh, so this in passing, I guess this is some good news. We'll talk about some negative news a bit later uh, regarding some other people are targeted for, for, for dumb shit. Don't get me wrong, for dumb shit. But in comparison to what we see out there in the world, uh, when it comes to terrorism, uh, and abuse and child sex abuse and things like that. It's it's completely uh, disproportionate. But it looks like uh, Rufio, Rufio Panman, I forget what his real name is, um, had has been freed, they claim, uh, pending trial after spending weeks behind bars. Judge rules that the government provided zero evidence that he committed any violence, caused any damage, or direct uh, directed anybody to do the same on January 6th. Now, this is one of the guys who's kind of high up in the, in the Proud Boys. Is he an asset then? Are they... Are they being let go because they have an informant at the top and they were just used? I, I, I don't know. All these thoughts occur to me. I still don't want to see any of these guys behind bars, obviously. Uh, I'm not saying that they deserve that. And I think many of them in, in a group like Proud Boys, Proud Boys are probably genuine. They're probably uh, concerned with what they see. They want to do something, right? But just know this, that like if you're out there and try to think you can just like, you know, fight these leftists, they're in the pockets of, of, of the deep state and the big big government, the establishment, and uh, 
they're gonna come. They're gonna come after you. Um, doesn't mean you should just come continue forever back down. No, I, I'm not arguing for that either. But just know that if you go out there and 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 choose to take some of these fights on that level, <clears throat> they're probably going to target you. And some of these guys, you know, even if they didn't do anything, as we know, they just some of these guys are in jail from Proud Boys just for defending themselves. They're basically. I'm not going to say in the wrong place at the wrong time because they, they they were intentionally there, but they could literally be attacked by a pack of Antifa uh, uh, terrorists, right? They defend themselves and then they still end up going to jail, right? And so just know that that's that's the system we live in now. Live in now. That's the anarcho tyranny, uh, which which is which is insane, right? Uh, so check out this too here. Uh, let me see. Was it this one? Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll get to this one. This was that. This is just another to to circle back to uh, to uh, CPAC, right? We talked about the stage earlier. Um, that CPAC can ban. They can ban people on the right. They can ban conservatives. Just mellow people who just sure they might have a couple of accusations flying around about them in the mainstream media or something like that. But they're not at all like hardcore. They're not. They're not over the top people. They're completely reasonable. Might make some jokes or something like that. Those are banned. Those are kicked out from CPAC, uh, but they actually let in full-on uh, terrorists, right? Uh, CPAC letting Jason Ch uh, Charter, aka the Antifa guy who assaulted Jack Posobiec, and what the, was the ringleader in the group that tried to tear down the Andrew Jackson statue. Um, peak conservative. I just happened to found it, find it. Uh, I guess that's that's him right there. Then uh, happened to find it as I was watching the. Uh, we're keeping an eye on the Antifa Watch uh, Twitter account. Um, and you had the mask issue. I guess that was part of it, too. The mask issue if they at CPAC and, and bullshit. But we're not going to go into that, though. I did want to uh, talk about this. Um, in Oregon, federal prosecutor ended up actually finally resigning. The damage is down already. But he resigned um, after he basically has dismissed a ton of different cases against uh, the, the rioters uh, in Portland. Um, Billy J. Williams, the Oregon federal prosecutor, resigns today. This is a couple of this is a few days ago now. Uh, he hasn't made a farewell, far farewell post with this accomplishment, like most of his other resign others resigning have. Might be because he's one of the most responsible parties for the total collapse of rule of law in Portland. Linking up a previous thread here. Uh, <clears throat> the federal charges dismissed at request of Billy Williams of rioters at Portland in Portland. Many of their trial dates start early next year, uh, a lot after inauguration. It's important that they're held accountable. He dragged his feet initially during the riots and only charged 96 people from months of riots. Of these 96, he requested dismissals in one third of the cases. He resigned at the request of incoming admin and normal occurrence for new presidents. Sure. But, you know, these are the people that they have on the inside. Uh, to let these just again, and this is just in Portland alone, right? This is happening in many other places too. This is how nuts it is. Uh, so they're they're just <clears throat> they're just letting letting these people go. <laughs> it's it's just it's nuts. Um, so this is what this is what we're this is what we're getting instead. This is what uh, the bullshit that we're being um, hit at uh, in the media by all these blue checkmark activists are whipping out a frenzy about uh, Nazis and white supremacy and shit like that. Uh, this is apparently what they see all day long. They have clearly mental issues. Uh, everything is Hitler. Everything is Nazis. Everything is white supremacy, right? They, they, they're literally like those, uh, what do you call it? The per, uh, periodoli, I think you call it. You just see 
you know, certain things in the clouds of patterns and stuff everywhere. Like, remember, was a time when a lot of these people that were like coming down on like conspiracy theorists because they were like, they were making connections and drawing things and decoding symbolism to see where, you know, a pattern and stuff like that. That's these people now. That's that's what they are. So anyway, for uh, for those who, who might not see the screen here, um, New York Post had a story that Amazon tweaks their app icon after after comparisons of their app icon was made to Hitler. I, I just do you, do you guys remember the tea the tea kettle debacle? Uh, it was kind of funny actually. <clears throat> so the question is who who's who <laughs> who saw this? If if this one on the right there kind of I guess had a mustache or something, I would kind of agree with it, right? I mean the Amazon symbol is like from from A to Z and it's a smiley face. Some people have said that that's a penis too, by the way. So it depends. It depends on who's looking at it, I guess. Right? Uh, the uh, the 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 message is in the eye of the beholder, I guess. Uh, but I guess it is it that slight little flap up on the side that 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 looks like it's kind of his uh, haircut done. Is that what it is? Now, if you, if if this symbol had a had a mustache, right? We can do a little. We can uh, we can fill in one a little bit here. <clears throat> let's let's assume we had something like let's assume we had something like this, right? Then I was like, okay. <laughs> Okay, well, now you're talking. Now we're now we're seeing kind of where you go, where they're going with this. Now, now it's some kind of subliminal stuff here, but uh, uh, but but you don't have that. So you know you have you have this on the on the on the left now instead. Anyway, I th this, these people are crazy. They're insane, absolutely insane. Amazon has changed its new smartphone app logo after critics said the earlier incarnation was a dead ringer for Adolf Hitler. The e-commerce giant introduced a new icon in January to replace the symbol of shop of a shopping cart, which <laughs> which one featuring a brown box with a jagged piece of blue tape above the company's iconic smile-shaped arrow. The blue, the sharp, sharp-eyed users noticed the tape disturbingly recalled the Führer's toothbrush. Must oh, is it, so it's so that's the mus mustache. Is that what they're saying? See, I I have no. So they're saying okay. So they're saying. Am I, am I getting this right? They're saying this is the mustache line. Is that, is that what they're saying? Okay. Holy shit. So like his eyes and stuff would be like up here. Okay. All right. I got. I. I. I got you. Oh, well, that makes sense. That. Uh, that makes complete sense. Holy crap. All right. The sh uh, yeah, toothbrush mustache. It's not j just a ripped scotch tape. It's a ripped scotch tape that has a similar in shape, and it's right on top of a smiling mouth. Looks like a happy little cardboard adult to me. One person said on Twitter, <laughs> Amazon's new app logo uh, be looking like they're the third most downloaded in the Reich section, section another said, referring to the Nazi Nazi regime. Can't read it today. Sorry about that. Users also took a note of Amazon's uh, tweak in which the blue tape was made to look folded over. Okay, see, so I thought it was the one on the right with the haircut then or something. Okay, well, you see, again, uh, I'm not like, the, I just, I don't see Hitler everywhere, wherever I look. These people are obsessed and they're nuts. Absolutely crazy. All right, so moving on. Uh, Dr. Seuss, of course, I might have heard the story. His, uh, he got six uh, books pulled. It's no longer live, of course, but he got six uh, books. I don't think he's alive. When did he die? 80s, 90s, maybe 2000s? Uh, got six books pulled for racist images. That's right. These books portray people in ways that are hurtful and wrong, Dr. Seuss Enterprises said Tuesday. So this is just yesterday. And so again, they decided to they decided to fold, uh, which is just hilarious, right? They 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 shouldn't have, 
Uh, I don't know who's in charge of Dr. Seuss, their little, uh, you know, uh, well, I guess it's called the Enterpri Dr. Seuss Enterprises now, but like his, his legacy, his trust or whatever. Uh, but this is what they do. Uh, Plain Physics over on Entropy Stream uh, says, I'd be more concerned about Jeff Bezos being a dead ringer for Lex Luthor. There you go. Exactly. Uh, it's complete bullshit, right? Going after their app icon when he's like, he's, he's become one of the most, not only wealthy people on the planet, but the most after even the lockdowns and stuff like that, he's become, they've grown their, their wealth by, you know, 40%, some of these people. It's incredible. Uh, but that's not what the left goes after these days because they're, He's on their side. He's pushing their shit, and he he falls to their uh, their pressure. So it's, he's an asset to them at this point. Uh, th so that's totally fine. Thank you, Plain Physics. Appreciate that. Um, okay, so let's read a little bit here. Six Dr. Seuss books, including "And to Think That I Saw It on Mulberry Street" and "If Rain If I Ran the Zoo," will stop being published because of racist and intense insensitive imagery. Uh, the business that preserves and protects the author's legacy said Tuesday. These books portray people in ways that are hurtful and wrong. Uh, they told the Associated Press in a statement that coincided with the late author's and illustrator's birthday. Oh, what a coincidence. So I'm sure they're not being attacked for anything like that. Seizing sales of these books is only part of our commitment and our broader plan to ensure Dr. Seuss Enterprises catalog represents and supports all communities and families. It said, I'm going to be showing you the covers here while I read a little bit of this, of, of the six books that they're banning. Um, yeah. The other books affected are McElliot's Mac Pool, On Beyond Zebras, Scramble Eggs Super, and The Cat's Quizzer. The decision to cease publication and sales of the books was made last year after months of discussions, the company told AP. Dr. Seuss Enterprises listened and took feedback from our audiences, including teachers, academics, and specialists in the field as part of our review process when we worked with a panel of experts. Holy crap. Good, good the experts came in and to, to, to set the record straight, set it straight, um, including educators to review our catalog of titles, they said. Books by Dr. Seuss, who's been, who was born... Theodore Seuss Giesel in Springfield, Massachusetts, on March second, nineteen o four. He died in yeah, he died in nineteen ninety one. Uh, had been translated into dozens of languages. Blah blah blah. He remains popular, earning that estimated thirty three million before taxes in twenty twenty, up from just nine point five million five years uh, years ago. The company said Forbes lists him number two on its highest paid dead celebrities of twenty twenty. Really, behind only the late pop star Michael Jackson. Holy crap! Who knew? As adored as Dr. Seuss is by millions around the world for the positive values in many of his books or works, including environmentalism and tolerance, there has been increasing... So, okay, so basically that's all bullshit then. The claim is bullshit. It's basically he dared, he dared to write things at a time when you had portrayals of people based on, on a, accurate perceptions at the time or at the time you were living in it. And, and basically, what was it? Like the, oh my God, he, he made... Um, Reference to a guy who was eating, um, a Chinese guy who was eating a cat or something. Uh, it's like, well, that's that's true, though, right? Or he's writing about something like way back. Maybe we had a series in Sweden, Borna Hed and Hurst. It was like a, I guess it was kind of a pre, like a stone, stone Age family and stuff like that, right? And they went out to the world and visited different parts. Even Asterix and Obelix, remember those uh, books, too? I think there's they're out of France. 
they had some some African on there and stuff. And it's like they're meant to be portrayed of <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of years ago, right? Um, thousands of years ago, I think, in, in the case of uh, Asterix and Obelisk, too. Uh, and thousands when it comes to the, uh, the the Stone Age people, too. But shit, that's not good enough. You have to you have to go back and you have to erase history. You have to transform everything. You have to have everything being fit into this narrow lens and narrow view of how we should view the world today. So the the answer is to just erase and remove um, books and burn and burn. Let's, let's just let's just burn them. In fact, let's burn them. So we uh, so we don't turn into those uh, to those so we don't turn into those evil Nazis. I mean, this is so dumb, but you know it's, it's it's the world we live in now. And these companies they they oblige. Anyway, um, let me see here. What does it say here? Yeah, there has been an increasing criticism in recent years over the ways blacks, blacks, Asians, and others are drawn in some of his most beloved children's books, as well as in, in his earlier advertising and propaganda illustrations. You're trying to tell me that there's no, and again, 1902, he wrote this in a time when it was perfectly, not only acceptable, but reasonable to portray different ethnic groups in different ways, because we're not multicultural countries. And the and the answer, of course, is not to to, to remove everything and cancel everything, the answer is just to let it be. And if you don't like it, just don't buy the book. Don't support it. That That's the only the only thing you have to do, right? So, um, what was I getting with this? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's, oh yeah. Are you trying to tell me that there's no other group? There's no author in Asian history that have done derogatory depictions of Europeans or white people or or any books by some African author that have like, uh, you know, put down Europeans or something like that uh, 50 years ago? Of course there is. And if you go to those countries, they're all depicting themselves the way that they see themselves and they depict the way that they see us. And, and that's, that's completely fine, right? Not an issue. The National Education Association, which founded Read Across America Day in 1998 and deliberately assigned, uh, sorry, and deliberately aligned it with Giselle's birthday, has for several years de-emphasized Sue's and encouraged a more diverse reading list for children. So now it's just, you know what they're pushing now. It's all globo homo, homo globo. School districts across the country have also moved away from Dr. Seuss, promoting uh, promoting Loudoun County, Virginia. Prompting, sorry, prompting. Sorry, it's still a bit off, guys. Um, still not 100%. Uh, prompting Loudoun County, Virginia schools just outside Washington, D.C. to douse rumors last month that they were banning the books entirely. Okay. Well, I mean, that's just, that's coming soon. That's just a, a matter of, matter of fact, right? Research in recent years have revealed strong racial undertones in many books written and illustrated by Dr. Seuss. I wish I could pick up some of those copies now because they're going to be, uh, they're going to be worth money eventually. They're going to be uh, expensive, I, I would assume. In 2017, a school librarian... At, in Cambridge, Massachusetts, criticized a gift of 10 Seuss books from First Lady, oh, of course, First Lady Melania Trump, saying many of his works were steeped in racist propaganda, caricatures, and harmful stereotypes. In 2018, Dr. Seuss Museum in his hometown of Springfield removed a mural that included an Asian stereotype. Ah, holy crap. So sad. The Cat in the Hat, one of Sue's most popular books, has received criticism too, but will continue to be published for now. Yeah, so they can make a little bit more money on it, and then eventually we'll go. All right. Anyway, that's it's just that's insane. I'm not gonna read any more of that. It's uh, 
It's sad. Sad times. Cancel culture. Yeah, here's the. I just pulled this up. You can you know see the cover covers by I showed those earlier. Um. All right. So let's switch over and talk about this for a little bit here too. Um. The people that they're not putting as much pressure on. Mentioned that earlier. Here's a couple of perfect examples. There's a, a YouTube, I wouldn't even, why do they call them a star? It's just like calling someone a porn star. Like they're, they're a pornographer or YouTuber. A trans YouTuber charged over possession of child sex abuse images. A popular transgender YouTube star has been arrested and charged over suspicion that she, isn't it he though, possesses child pornography while working at a daycare center with her boyfriend. Great. Cadence Christine Pinder, formerly Nelson Christopher Pinder of Sandy, Utah, is charged with 15, 15 second degree felony counts of sexual exploitation of a minor for downloading and possessing more than 100 child sex abuse photos. The Utah Attorney General's office accused the 24 year old of having sexual content featuring boys as young as three or four years old. Fuck. Pinder's longtime boyfriend, Marcus Paul Strebel, 29, is also facing 10 second degree felony counts for the same charge. Looks like very healthy people. The investigation began in December 2019 when Google alerted authorities to suspected child pornographic material that was allegedly uploaded by the suspects, according to the prob probable cause statement. When questioned by investigations about the illegal content found on, on, on his electronic devices, Pinder told law enforcement that she thought that the children in the images were over the age of consent. Yeah, sure. Four, three, four-year-olds? Clearly can pass us as uh, 17 here, right? Um, this is not refugees in Sweden here. The two maintained in separate interviews that they were may have downloaded the content by accident while browsing Tumblr for adult pornography. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense. And you know, these people, they still have the YouTube channel, right? Um, let, me, let me just see. Let me see. I, I didn't do this. I should... Um, I'm not sure what the name is. Let me just do a quick search real quick. Um, and then just see if the YouTube for the person is still up. I, I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure it is. All I'm going to get is the articles on it now. What's the person's... Does anybody know the YouTube channel? It would just be interesting to know um, whether or not YouTube would, like, actually yank them. No, no, here it is. Cadence Pinder. Let's, let's, let's look a little bit at this here. A lot of guys like the fact that I know how to work their machinery and I know what feels good and what doesn't feel good from first-hand experience because, I mean pretty self-explanatory. I don't really need to explain that one. <laughs> I mean, trust me, when you're packing some heat and you're taking hormones, like, it's gonna change everything about it. <clears throat> Hi guys, it's Cadence. Welcome to my channel, or welcome back to my channel. So, just a little forewarning about today's video. Um, there's... Yeah, well, forewarning. Thank you for that. I <clears throat> appreciate it. Uh, so this, this person has a, has a, has a, ch a channel. Um... Uploads three years ago, 203,000 um, views. Two, yeah, 203,000 views. That, this person gets thousands of views, right? Talking about guys, sex, and being trans. 66,000 views. 18,000 views. Six months on human replacement therapy. Update. 
and doing their transitions, right? That's what they that's what they uh, <clears throat> get their views on. So this is this is fine. Again, point point taken, point given. People who do not break the law can't have YouTube channels. They can't have payment processors. They can't do anything. Actual pedophiles are allowed on these platforms, and they're sanctioned. They're pushed. They're encouraged, and they think that this is great. Uh, okay, we talked about when the investigation happened. The couple at at first agreed to police searching their phones, but then later refused, prompting detectives to executive search warrants, uh, execute search warrants. Pinder and Strebble both working at a child care center owned by Strebble's mother. Oh, my God. Strebble's mother declined to comment on the allegations when reached by phone. Holy crap, if you had your kids there. Holy shit. Pinder was also the subject of a previous Division of Child and Family Services investigation into an alleged hands-on sexual offense against a child, but the case was dropped for unknown reasons. So the FBI won't go after this kind of stuff, right? Thou hundreds of thousands of kids missing, just epidemic of child pornography, child sexual abuse. What do the media spend their time on? Uh, ridiculing it, putting it down, saying it's not really happening, it's fine, don't worry about it. It's it's absolutely sickening. Everything is upside down. Everything is on its head. What's black is white. What's white is black. It's it's just we're living in we're living in in just. I mean, it's yes, it's clown world, but it's just upside down world. It's 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 lost. There's another one, another scumbag comedian, Chris Dealia. Dealia. Um, I've never seen the guy. The first time I saw a clip was when he was uh, ridiculing PizzaGate. Does if anybody has. If anybody have that clip, uh, please put it in chat. DLive Trova, I'll try, try to keep an eye on VK too if someone has it there. It's this, someone edited it together. It's hilarious. It's him like, oh, really, dude? Like going, <laughs> talking about, uh, uh, you know, someone, uh, you know, he was ridiculing someone who thinks that Pizzagate is real or that somehow Hollywood uh, celebrities are, are uh, uh, you know, that they have these uh, child sex rings and shit like that. Uh, so, so, so now, of course, he, he's fading, facing child porn and exploitation lawsuits. Comedian uh, Chris D'Elia is being sued by a woman who says he sought pictures and sex from her when she was 17. He denies that claim. Yeah, pizza. He was putting down pizza. I, I, I wish we could look at that. Uh, I was trying to search for it again on YouTube. The search results on YouTube is absolutely uh, horrible. Can't find anything anymore. He, so he did some recent uh, video, and apparently, you know what we can do? We can actually, let, let's look at that. Um, let's see if we can find that real quick, because that one came up real quick. Uh, his little excuse, or like, oh, there was, it's been a while since I was... Yeah, heard it. It's been a while. He did this like a week ago, which, which probably means... So this was released before this came out. So the video was released like a few days probably after he had been served with a lawsuit or something like that, so to, to cover his tracks, I would assume. I know that it's been a really long time since you've heard from me, um, and when the news broke, um, I put out a statement that said everything I've done has been legal and And this is not the video I talked about, mentioned, someone did like a pretty funny cut of it, like they're zooming in on him when he's like making fun of people who believe in Pizzagate. And that's true. Or, and Hollywood better And I wanted that statement to speak for itself. Um, and... I wanted to talk immediately. I wanted to post online. I wanted to do my podcast business as usual, but I again he he has his, he has a YouTube channel here. Five hundred twenty nine thousand subscribers. YouTube is perfectly fine with these people. 
I mean, he's not convicted yet, but the, there's certainly been a lot of rumors. We'll see what happens. I don't think you should be, uh, you, you know, I don't believe in guilt by association. That's how we're being treated. Uh, no recourse, no way of fighting back, obviously. But he, let's be honest here. I This is not a surprise. He mentions in here that he has like a sex addiction pro, you know, problem and shit like that. So you know that he's, you know that he went for unraged girls. I thought that that might not be the best thing. What might be the best thing if I, it would be if I just, take this time to be with my family, try and uh, take a long, hard look at myself and, and just uh, and, and do that. And um, it was it was a lot. It was hard. I. I first of all, um, I I do know how it looks uh, with the uh, with all the stuff that's been said and the the emails that have been put out there and what the media has been. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, Mr. Ninja Berg. I appreciate that. Uh, the pizza get clip. I, that could be the one, but I think it was like a shorter, like a two minute, I'll play a little bit part portion of that. I, it's, it's definitely from that video, but someone did the super cut of it. Uh, just like, you know, it was like two minutes. I think making fun of it, uh, like making fun of him, making fun of it kind of thing, but I'll play that. Thank you, Mr. Nosberg. I appreciate that. Uh, anyway, so this is the, the latest update we're listening to right now here uh trying to say and so again I, know, he, I guess this guy's like he's super well connected with like hollywood uh, you know people he's one of the insides he's like some son of somebody he's a producer and shit like that so he has his youtube show and doing his podcast and doing comedy shows and all that kind of shit right um and again previously ridiculing the people who were accusing him of this now he's being sued and now he started backpedal it looks bad um and it it doesn't show the full scope of the of what happened um i stand by the fact that all my relationships have been consensual and legal and that's just <laughs> it um oh good that's the truth sure we we believe you i threw this kind of time away um i've seek he hid under a, a rock for like months of, i think um, you know medical advice therapy and stuff like that uh that doesn't matter here nor there, but what I have come to understand is um, this was always about sex to me. My life <laughs> was, I mean, sex, it, it controlled my life. It, it, <sighs> it was the focus. It was my focus um, all the time. Penis, 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 penis. It's all it is. Twenty four seven. I had a problem. Dick, and dick, I do have dick. a problem. It's not like you, you, you know, months down the line, you just kind of. Coomer, that's right. Everything's Albino. better. Um, I need to do work on that. Um, <laughs> when I first started doing stand up, and I started getting a little bit of notoriety in my early thirties. Um, oh, notoriety! It's totally you know, not because of your connections or anything. A lot easier is the. Uh, you know, for the lack of better words. Um, and I felt lucky. I felt like, oh, wow, I don't need to work as hard. You know, I can just do a show and then have sex <laughs> or roll into a city and... These fucking perverts. Look. And you know they're going after unraged girls. And then, and, and you know as well that tied to that, uh, kind of in the same way that... 
you have this like internet pornography culture that like they always need they're obsessed with it they're 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 hooked on it it's like a drug essentially right coomer brain and and you and then you need something else to get you off on something right so you need to down the ages you need to have more severe things more disgusting things you know that's the case with someone like this i mean it's it's almost 100 percent that that's the case if he's rolling into any city and can get any uh any pussy that he wants right you know that eventually that's that's going to be boring to him what's next can we do something well a little bit more exciting uh, how old are you well she said she was uh she's she said she was 18 so it's it's fine <clears throat> would you would you check right look at my uh inbox and then just start writing and and i did man i wrote i mean i know you've seen some of the messages online i mean there's there's way more than that i i, I would get 50 at least 50 messages after a show each city a night and i would reply to all of them and i thought in my 50 uh, in my mind that being so you're, you're saying you're you're hooking up with 50 people after your show Straight up with these women was the right thing. To how, how the fuck is this guy's dick not falling off from all the STDs? Do I'd say, hey, I come to my hotel room and let's have sex, let's make out, let's let's do this, let's do that, and that was what I thought was right. <laughs> I realized through all of this, I'm but I'm I'm better now, guys. It's better now. At doing that is just treating sex like it's casual and and being flippant with people um and that's not the guy i want to be it's not okay and i'm sorry for that it makes me feel shameful and it makes me feel bad but you would never have said that if you didn't get caught and you know this guy is a great uh freeze frame right there this guy would never uh, had say anything or worked on something like this unless he was caught Right, all the, the screenshots came out and snap was, was it was something with Snapchat. He had to come saying, "Well, doesn't uh, I heard it like on secondhand? Uh, someone talking about it. I forget who it was. Someone had he was having a conversation on a show about like, well, doesn't uh, Snapchat uh, messages are destroyed or something after twenty four hours or DMs, I guess, or on Snapchat? And someone told, well, yeah, but they they keep it for like legal purposes or something.' And he get he makes his like face where he gets you know completely just." All the blood is drawn from the face. It gets white. Just like, holy shit. All those dick pics. Uh, you know, people talk a lot about the power dynamic and about, uh, well, why should someone who want, who is a fan of yours have to worry about if you want to sleep with them or not? And I don't, I don't know where I fall on that. You know, I sometimes think especially in my early 30s i would be like well the, the the girl has the power because that's you know they they i want to have sex with them and and if they want to have sex with me then great but what i can say is the familiar the familiarity i would use the familiarity that that i had with these women to have sex i was like oh they already use me they already know me i didn't have to i didn't have to do the extra work and i was talking <laughs> to one of my friends who uh I was talking to one of my friends about this and about the power dynamic and about the familiarity and not having to use that. And he, and I said, why is this, why is that behavior uh, not okay? Why is it not okay to sleep with somebody if it's consensual and they want to sleep with you? And, and he said, uh, it's because okay. Because they're 17, Chris. Well, it is okay. <clears throat> it's okay until it's not. Because they're 15, Chris. And that was when, you know, a lot of it clicked for me. It was 
something that just became life controlling. I mean, I would think about it all the time. I would, I would go and I would do my show and I, you know, like I just said earlier, and I just, it was too much. And it, it became a, uh, a lifestyle that I didn't know how to stop. I didn't even think I had a problem. I thought that this was how it was. I thought that guys <laughs> in my position were lucky enough and fortunate enough. And yeah, I thought I thought that they came with the territory. That's the deal, you know. You got uh, you got famous and uh, and well connected, uh, you know, people on the on the inside on the top of Hollywood. Yeah, you get a YouTube show, you know, get but you get you get popular popular. You get a comedy show going, and and then just uh, you know straight to uh, straight to the uh, the the copulating, right? All right, I didn't intend to uh, to look at that whole thing, but you you get the idea, right? These people are making excuses, and again, they are thriving on YouTube. These people they have mo monetized all of this. Here's that P the PizzaGate video. Let's listen a little bit to this here. I'm so Hollywood. I moved to fucking France. Do you understand me? I'll move next to Johnny Depp in fucking France. Um, your boy's Hollywood, man. People that think Hollywood is bad. People think Hollywood is evil, bro. Whatever you think that is, that's what I am. It's so annoying when people say that people think something extra is going on in Hollywood. It's so annoying how dumb people are when people think something extra is going on in Hollywood. Like how it's like fucking, uh, oh, well, you know that there's a fucking a, a, a ring of pedophilia that people, oh, really, dude? Oh, there's a ring of pedophilia that the top producers know about and <laughs> confide in each other yes. in and keep kids and yes, pass them dude. around and fuck them. Oh, really, dude? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah? Or are you just <laughs> bored and sitting down a lot? Uh... <laughs> dude. This guy there's no is, fucking... is, is caught with his hand in the cookie jar and the, the, the justice that I hope is to be served after this is is beautiful for for once but who knows maybe they let this guy the go it's a right? gate man but gee why would why would he put this down why would he ridicule people who believe in this crazy conspiracy people think hollywood well you know they got in hollywood so they could fuck kids you know that right people will look <laughs> in your eyes and say that and you'll be like oh really or do they just fucking produce bad boys dude you, you know how bored you have look let me tell you something man and i'm not even will smith level i'm not steven spielberg's level you know i i, I mean but Dude, if there was some extra Dude. shit going on, I'd have heard of it. I'm telling you right now, because this is a trusted nudes, nudes source. If you want cock shots, you come to congratulations, color. But if you want trusted news, fuck NPR, you come to ya boy. And I will set you straight, dude. There's nothing <laughs> going on in Hollywood except for and action. That's all that's happened. Sure. That's right. Every now and then that's there's a right. Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's just a Harvey Weinstein. Okay, yeah, so I guess there wasn't anything to... Corey Haim, uh, what's the what's the other Corey again? Uh, Corey Haim, he killed himself because he was, you know, he was raped by by these uh, powerful producers uh, in Hollywood. Co Corey, uh, what's his name? The other other guy, other kid. Anyway, you know him. You know whom I'm thinking thinking about. Uh, I mean, even Macaulay Culkin. I mean, they, they, so many of these kids that just like endless Feldman. That's right, Feldman. Thank you, Chad. Thank you, uh, Miss Mofo uh, and Cathos for that. Feldman. That's right, Corey Feldman. He's talking. He's never really released anything. It's it's something kind of fishy with that. He always is. Oh, I'm going to do this stream and this video and expose it all, and then it never comes. And it, it's just endless. Uh, you know, just jumping through the hoops to try to try to get something out. That guy. Uh, but I, I don't. I don't dismiss that he was abused. Right. I, I do not do that. A lot of these kids. It's on an industrial scale. Woody from Woody Allen to the Harvey Weinstein's to to again the upper echelons of of these Hollywood producers. And this guy's trying to deny it and put it down uh, as something ridiculous. It's it's glorious. You understand? 
Every now and then there's a Harvard Weinstein, okay? Every now and then, but that's just like in real life. In real life, sometimes there's bad guys. But anytime it's Kevin Spacey fucking pops up, people are like, well, you know, he was in on it, and you know, they, this and that happened, and this happened, and this guy was in on it, and that's why they made this movie, so they could, no, oh. Now, was Kevin Spacey oh, probably, geez. did he pick the part in 21 because he was around fucking nine 20-year-olds, and he could maybe plug one in them? Yeah. But does that mean there's a pedophilia ring going on? Does that mean that fucking Pizzagate exists in D.C.? No. Dude, you're just bored and you're sitting down too much. Stand up. There you go. All right. I've had enough of that guy. <clears throat> but yeah, you get, the, you get the idea, right? You get the, you get the idea. This is how they do it. And this is the environment which is not being prosecuted or hounded or, you know, formed into like this. These are the problems in society. We have swaths of people out there they're organized they share things on social media online on uh, the deep web abusing our children uh they're 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 molesters uh they're molesting kids they're going after kids they're profiting off of child pornography that's not at the forefront of our society that the forefront is the worry about what to do with the 74 million people uh, that voted for Trump. And this is kind of bleeded out and, and gone over into the rest of the West, really, too, right? And we'll look at some articles later. They're going after generation identity. They're going after uh, the alternative for, for Deutschland, for Germany. Uh, they, they're, you know, targeting, spying on the, on the party. Uh, in Finland, they're uh, banning uh, the Nordic resistance movement. In, Go in Greece, they're arresting Golden Dawn. Uh, that's what that's what our society is, is involved in and obsessed with right now, the elite, the establishment in our society and going after that. And to add insult to already existing injury, you have people like this high up in the in the Biden administration now that are actually uh, uh, talking about. Let me see if I have that clip. Did I have that clip? Um, is it here? Here it is. Here it is. Um, that are actually talking about. Uh, gender, uh, not only gender reassignment surgery, but actually putting kids on puberty blockers by default, like Rachel Levin, right? She, she was like part of the, she's the assistant health uh, secretary. I forget what the exact title is, uh, or he, he's a, he's a he, sorry. Uh, and uh, and uh, just look at this clip here. It, this, this encapsulates where these people are and and what they stand and what they want to do with our kids. L listen to this here. Um, so the protocol developed in the Netherlands has two phases. The first phase in, at the young adolescent age is to give what are called a pubertal blocker. You give a medicine to block the progression of puberty so you don't go through the wrong puberty. And then to continue some counseling. And then somewhere between 14 and 16 years of age, to start slowly cross-gender hormone. And they have to go through puberty. Puberty doesn't happen, it's gonna take years. So you start low doses, you gradually increase, so that they never go through the wrong puberty. That way, for a transgender woman, male to female, they don't, their voice doesn't drop, they don't have hair, they don't have to have electrolysis. For a transgender man, they don't have breast development that will need surgery, they don't have periods, etc. So you block puberty, and then you can, um, at the appropriate time, send them through the puberty consistent with their gender identity. Does that make sense? Okay. Um. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Right. So that's that's at the top of our society right now. These are the people who are handpicked by President Joe Biden to oversee health and human services.
Biden HHS pick refused to answer Rand Paul uh, gender reassignment question. Remember this? This is just a few days ago. I think we didn't have the 25th. We didn't cover it at the time, but this is a good time to tie this into. Again, this is the these are the people that 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 our society collectively, the establishment of our society, are not going after, questioning, uh, uh, charging with what 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 are you doing? What are you trying to do? This pose a danger. This is a real life danger to our children. You try to chemically alter them forever, put them on, on puberty blockers, and and cha and change them permanently. This is sick and it's fucked up. And this is the problem. These people are the problem, not the people that they're imagining are the problem and that, that they're trying to go after right now, because you voted for the wrong guy, because you don't want to have open borders, because you don't want to replace yourself, because you don't hate yourself, because you're white because you're concerned with having people targeting you for extinction. Admittedly, they admit to this shit. They're celebrating it. If you talk about it and if you're wrong on the wrong side of the fence, then it's a crazy conspiracy theory and it's not really happening. That's the, that's the problem of our society. Not these people that are permanently and chemically trying to alter our kids and molesting kids, going after under, underage boys and girls. They have YouTube channels. They get awards. They're at the top of their game in our society because that's how fucked, fucked up everything is. Sorry about that. Most genital mutilation is not typically performed by force, but as WHO notes that by social convention, social norm, the social pressure to conform, to do what others do and have been doing, as well as the need to be accepted socially and the fear of being rejected by the community, American culture is now normalizing the idea that minors can be given hormones to prevent their biological development yep. of their secondary Sick. sexual characteristics. Sick stuff. Dr. Levine, you have supported both allowing minors to be given hormone blockers to prevent them from going through puberty, as well as surgical destruction of a minor's genitalia. Like surgical mutilation, hormonal interruption of puberty can permanently alter and prevent secondary sexual characteristics. The American College of Pediatricians reports that 80 to 95% of prepubertal children with gender dysphoria will experience resolution by late adolescence if not exposed to medical intervention and social affirmation. Dr. Levine, do you believe that minors are capable of making such a life-changing decision as changing one's sex? Well, Senator, thank you for your interest in this question. Um, transgender medicine is a very complex and of course it's field, complex um, with <laughs> robust research and uh, standards of care that have been developed. And if I am fortunate enough to be confirmed as the Assistant Secretary of Health, I will look forward to working with you and your office and coming to your office and discussing the particulars of the standards of care for transgender yeah. medicine. Holy shit. This is, this is where we're at now, boys and girls. This is where we're at. Well, it's a very, it's a very complicated, it's it, what you, you know, the bullshit is coming when you hear someone say, well, that's, it's, it's very, that's very complicated. Just going to close a couple of windows here. That's very complicated. Let, let me take that part again. That's, a, that's, that's amazing stuff. If this can load here. For your interest in this question, um, transgender medicine is a very complex 
and nuanced field um, yeah, with sure bus research and uh, standards of care that have been developed. And if I am fortunate enough to be confirmed as the Assistant Secretary of Health, I will look forward to working with you and your <clears> office and coming to your office and discussing the particulars of the standards of care for transgender yeah. medicine. So, of course, they couldn't talk about the particulars at that particular time, right? So we're not going to ask that. We're not going to answer that question. Uh, it's it's incredible. The, the, this is the times we're in. Ladies and gentlemen, the times we are in, it's just you can't it can't get any worse, right? There's you see posts like this. I mean, this is like I hypocrite posted this, I think. Uh, give puberty blockers for free to young people without parental consent. The end. Uh, 6,000 likes on, on, on that one. Not even ratioed. Jules Jill Peterson. What's a Peterson going on here today? This is, this is normal for them. This is, this is the new normal that they're trying to make us believe is, is, is like what's coming. They're, they're trying to manifest this and bring this about. And of course... You, you concede, you give ground all the way, you back up and say, well, you know, and that's why, you know, these, um, the CPAC type conservatives, th they're liberals just a few years behind, basically. And soon enough, they'll be right here with these if they don't stand, draw a line in the sand and say, no, no further. This is it. Like, the, the, you're, not, you're not gaining any more ground. In fact, we need to reverse the trend. We need to push back, go in the opposite direction. This is going to be normalized. Uh, and I just happened to see this too, but this is to, again just to show the mentality of these people. Ch check out this clip here. I get to kill another baby. <laughs> look at that! Look at that! I get to kill another baby. <laughs> Can you hear that? All right. What made you post this? There's women all around the world, including myself, that struggle with infertility. Okay, I've been trying for nine years, pregnant pregnant, pregnant, and I lost every single one of them. And then there's people like you that just pop them out and then think it's funny just to say that you want to kill them. I get to kill another baby. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I don't know what you think of that, but uh, a little, uh, little nice, little nice treat there from the mentality of women amongst us this is what this is what it is now remember those uh the little uh what was that there was some art type exhibit they had like uh all these uh, uh crazy feminists they had like this a little cross for every aborted fetus or something like that and they and they thought it was like this was this is great the t-shirt I, I i had an abortion today and all that shit, right i mean it's 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 incredible uh it's incredible how far <clears throat> we've come and how far we pushed this right <clears throat> Bill Hoover uh, over on EnterpriseStream.live for slash Red Ice TV says it's all a conspiracy theory. One, Eric Schneiderman, sexual assault. Two, Harvey Weinstein, sexual assault. Three, Anthony Weiner, exposing himself to an underage girl. Four, Jeffrey Epstein, child trafficking. Five, Ghislaine Maxwell, child trafficking. Six, George Nadler, child porn. Seven, Sarah Bronfman, child traffic. Yeah, and, and that list could go on too, but it's a good point, Bill Hoover. Um, it's incredible that they, it's just ultimate gaslighting. They just try to deny uh, that this is anything you should be concerned with. And again, remember the, uh, we played it to the, um, was it a Super Bowl commercial? Was, uh, uh, no, it was, it was Saturday Night Live or something like that. They were making fun of the Pizzagate uh, thing, that that's not a thing. And we know that that was skewed and they, 
they blew that out in proportion to, to what it wasn't, and then they exaggerated and ran with it. But the basic idea that it that it that they're trying to pretend that it's not a, a concern is what's so sickening about this. Sickening about this. And, and Bill Hoover, with another one here, continues and says nine. Right, it's a couple of more names he lists here. Good, good that you're doing that and reminding me too. By the way, Bill, uh, he says nine to continue that list. Ed Buckmelter, um, two. Uh, two black me found dead in his house after he lured them in and injected them with crystal meth. Who is that? Two, maybe that's... Is that Buckmelter? Oh, Buckmelter found dead in his home after he lured them in and injected them with crystal meth. Never even heard of that. Ten, Elliot Splitzer. I remember that. Spitzer. Uh, multiple prostitution prostitution charges. Eleven, Morris D. Sexual assault. That's right, the SBLC guy. Remember, he was uh, he was going to teach... This is the, the moral... Uh, the moral gold standard of our society, if you wonder why we're so off-kilter and so off-cue and, and, and all this shit, the SPLC, the Southern Poverty Law Center, was founded by a guy, and 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 these people are the ones who are making money on ruining pe other people's lives, on uh, wanting to show his stepdaughter how to use a dildo that he bought for her, allegedly, right? That's that's Moore's D's. He ended up resigning and all this shit. There's still lawsuits and, 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 and stuff about that. Uh, Twelve... Uh, Bill Hoover continues, Howard Rubin, human trafficking and rape, 13, John Weaver, uh, child child sex assault. Yeah, and, I mean, and again, the list, and thank you for those, Bill, I appreciate that, and thank you for the support. Uh, and the list of these just goes and goes and goes. I mean, um, it almost needs to be done, I, I guess, like actually just pull out details about that. And again, the whole the whole Epstein bullshit that, that's unfolded. Uh, plain physics say that's the same Ed Buck that Adam Schiff was involved in. Oh, that, oh yeah, 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 the... Uh, that's right, Ed Buck. That's right. He had, uh, yeah, he was a weirdo-looking guy. That's right. Is there a clip from that? Let me see if we can find that. That's a good question. Exactly, because he moves in those political circles. He was like a, a Democrat donor or something like that, right? Let me see if I can find something on that. I think we covered it at the time. Um, Democratic donor Ed Buck paid at least 10 men to use his drugs for his own pleasure. Let's, let's check some of these out. This is a good uh, segue here, actually. Uh, let's listen to this here. Ed Buck, real weirdo-looking guy. On Tuesday, my office filed crim a criminal complaint against defendant Buck for an incident on September 11th in which he injected the victim with a large dose of methamphetamine. Fortunately, that victim lived. These are these are your uh, your Democrat donors. I mean, obviously, this exists in the in the Republican Party too. I'm not trying to pretend that. I'm not trying to uh, you know. Oh, it's you know they'll save us and like that. But it's funny that it's always the other side. They're moralizing about all this kind of bullshit about you know white supremacy and neo Nazism and all this stuff. And then they have the, some of the most sickest, most disgusting pedophiles and murderers and child molesters amongst their own ranks. Why do you think it is that they point the fingers all the time? You need to find the, the guilty party of our society. This crazy, insane, lunatic witch hunt that's going on right now uh, to round people up that they don't like. And for the most part, it's people that, that don't like them and they know what they're up to. And they're exposing them. And that's why they're trying to shut us down, right? People like us and so many others too. Because um, we expose these people. We expose their system, what they're up to, their, their hypocrisy. The latest incident is further evidence that shows a troubling and disturbing pattern, especially given that defendant Buck guy. was aware of the dangers of his behavior 
and that there was an ongoing investigation into the deaths of Mr. Moore and Mr. Dean. The surviving victims' statements gave us the break we needed. It gave legally sufficient evidence to establish the charged crimes and prove the case beyond a reasonable doubt in state court. Given this new evidence, my office worked diligently with law enforcement and my prosecutors and filed three felony charges on Tuesday against Defendant Buck. They were battery causing serious injury, administering methamphetamine, and maintaining a drug house. As you have reported earlier this week, Ed Buck, a man known in political circles for his support of various causes in Los Angeles, was arrested Tuesday on state charges alleging that he operated a drug den, among other charges. Today I am announcing... <clears throat> and here is, look at this, uh, with Adam, Adam Schiff, right, to just to nail that point. Uh, have, have you seen a lot of these pictures, right? Here's Ed Buck with Adam Schiff, who's going, you know, the Russia investigation and all this bullshit and the Gerald Nadlers and uh, the hysteria and shit like the House Intelligence Committee and stuff like that, and they're fraternizing with people like this. Anyway, this is a, it's a good uh, little sidestep there, but uh, you you you, uh, you get the point, right? Yes, we play this, uh, that one. Check out this one here, too. And thank you, by the way, uh, both to... Uh, uh, playing physics and Bill Hoover as well for pointing that out. Good, some good, uh, good names drop there too uh, for, for people as reference that, that you can dive deeper into. Um, this one, <clears throat> gay po polythropal. Is that what you? Is that what it's called? I've, I've never even heard of that uh, before. I think it's uh, mind blown. Gay polythropal makes history. Lists three dads on a birth certificate. That's <clears throat> this is where we're at right now, folks. Three isn't a crowd for these dads, New York Post. Really? A gay polyamorous California thruple made history in 2017 when they became the first family in the state to list three dads on a birth certificate. Remember, these people are... It, it's, it doesn't stop, and I this, need to remind people of this all the time, too. It doesn't stop with, with transsexual. What, what the end goal here is, is transhuman, right? So the removal of sex and reproduction, uh, making sex uh, and reprodu reproduction per perversity, uh, flooding uh, young people with pornography to make them completely incapable of you know, creating all these problems. We know about that, that socialization issues, uh, erectile problems, like all these health issues, mental health issues that occur because of uh, consumption of, of pornography. All of that just just flooded with it, right? Every, it's all for free, right? You can get all these things for free everywhere all the time. Why is that, right? And so uh, this is just altering and transforming us slowly into something else. And they want to take us to a trans... The transhumanism is the end goal of this, right? And so they have to start by removing our base instincts, reproduction. All of this needs to be handled by, by state or privatized, you know, corporations that do it on contract by the state or whatever and, and get us away from a natural lifestyle as much as possible. Uh, that's what the goal is here. Uh, anyway, back on track here. Uh, and this is how they, this, so this is how they normalize it. This is beautiful. It's a celebration. This is just, you know, wave the rainbow flag and all that. But just know at the end of that, it's, it's, it's cyborgs, it's genetic engineering, it's neurobiology, it's complete just like a post-human world is what's at the end of this because it will never stop. Even at that point, there's going to be something else probably. Uh, they're going to sort of capture your soul in some machine or something and 
you know, you you live forever in some pod somewhere. Uh, anyway, their reproductive journey and legal battle to become fathers to Piper now three is detailed in three dads and a baby. Uh, written by one of her dad, one of her dads, Dr. Ian Jenkins. <clears throat> Jenkins and his partner Jeremy Hodges and Dr. Alan Mayfield. <clears throat> so they are, are they going to have like gang bangs uh, in front of this uh, 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 girl here? Then is that what they're? How does that work? I mean, is that what they're going to do? <clears throat> Can you imagine what the the mental uh, problem that this child would have because of, you know growing up like this? Um, the fact that Piper has three parents may just not be a uh, is just not a big deal. I have three parents myself, my mother, my father, and my stepmother. And no one thinks anything of it, Jenkins writes in the book. Oh, of course, yeah, I don't know. This this is completely comparable. Uh, this is co completely the same thing, uh, like you having a stepmother or stepfather. Some people seem to think it's a ton about, uh, it's a about a ton of sex or something, or we're unstable or must do crazy things. But it's remarkably ordinary and domestic in our house, and definitely not Tiger King, referring to what? Referring to Joe Exotic's wild gay thruple featured in buzzy Netflix docuseries. So even the fact that he knows that means that it's not. I had never heard of that, and I'm glad I didn't. Uh, Joe's Exotic's wild gay thruple featured in, again, Netflix, like this Netflix docuseries. Jenkins met Mayfield, a psychiatrist. Anyway, we don't have to read this, but you get the idea. This is how they, this is how they nor normalize it, right? Uh, so it will all be synthetic types of, of uh, birth, I guess. And then it will be five parents. It'll be genetic material scraped from fifteen different kinds. Uh, although they, like, you know, kind of put down eugenics and things like, oh my god, are you trying to improve things? You know that where this is going is to go. Well, we've collected the uh, uh, the best mixed genetic components of uh, twenty five people, and we've produced this one human in a lab. So we know that the uh, at the end of this, AI is coming. Artificial intelligence, all of this is going to be run by like robotic systems, automated systems, uh, and the inevitable, uh, you know, kind of path we're going down on that is obviously, <laughs> is, is obviously like the, the, tra uh, the Terminator slash Matrix kind of type of scenario, right? When man uh, finally is um, overthrown by his creation, uh, when machine finally rebels against man kind of thing. Uh, but uh, we're lucky because the uh, the AI will have a genderless voice, it turns out, uh, here. Now, this had a clip from uh, yesterday where they, interestingly enough, have made, also named this voice assistant, this AI voice assistant, Q, for some reason. I'm not sure what that's about. Q is a genderless voice assistant that is the answer to women being made the default. Okay, so, so now it's bad if you have women being... Uh, we have women voices on artificial intelligences. So now we're going to have gender neutral uh, AI voices. L listen to this, folks. Psst, psst. Uh, ads on Twitter? Holy shit. Sorry about that. Let me see if we can skip. Here we go. Hi, I'm Q, the world's first genderless voice assistant. Think of me like Siri or Alexa, but neither male nor female. I'm created for a future where we are no longer defined by gender, but rather how we define ourselves. My voice was recorded by people who neither identify as male nor female, and then altered to sound gender neutral, putting my voice between 145 and 175 hertz, a range defined by audio researchers. But 
for me to become a third option for voice assistants, I need your help. Share my voice with Apple, Amazon, Google, and Microsoft. And together we can ensure that technology recognizes us all. Thanks for listening. Q. Q. <laughs> Apple and Sirius Amazon Alexa are women's, women's voices by default. You can change the voice setting to men, but like most personal assistants, the options are binary. Q, a genderless personal assistant, is designed to fix this oversight. Based on what we know about some other technologies that are communication mediums, we do uh, understand that social representation or omission of social representation in media is important in influencing social values. Oh, God. All right, what is this now? The creators of Q at Virtue Nordic sampled several real voices from non-binary people. Then they digitally combined the samples and created a voice between uh, that ranges between 145 to 175 uh, hertz, which falls between normative male and female vocal ranges. Always wants to put you in a box. I hope that I hope that people would not assume gender based on voices more in the future. Things move into a genderless world. My voice is more than a pre-assigned gender. My voice is more than a box to click. My voice is more than this or that. It's everything in between. <sighs> it's a voice of progression, a voice, voice of hope, hope. A, a voice that moves us forward when others are looking back. Hi, I'm Q. <sighs> All right, progress, right? It continues here. Research has showed that men and women report women's voices as more welcoming and understanding than men's voices. Well, again, that's why they put all these personal assistants of women because it's like a, a, it's a way for you to lower your guard and you let them into your home. You trust these devices. They spy on you. They listen to you. And by the way, at the end of this, this, this voice assistant thing, I should do a show on this soon too. But eventually... Uh, You'll have like chat bots and stuff like that that are like they'll they do copies of yourself. Uh, I got to do a show and it's just too more, too much to go into right now. But they're basically drawing patterns right now into sampling you in order to get to create a virtual self of you uh, that they can have represented in the future later on, maybe in just a few years, depending on where the technology goes. While you're busy being on your smartphone or whatever you have at that point, your implanted, you know, mumbo jumbo, uh, to post bullshit on uh, on uh, Snapchat or or Instagram or something, uh, the chat bots will communicate with your children in your home. You'll be able to run around and do other things. Your kid, depending on age too, I guess, they will be more communicating with chat bot versions of you. That's where this is going. Than, than you will with the kids, right? So it's always, always the time, parents are always busy, they always need to check things on their phone and shit like that. Well, that, that's, where, that's where this kind of shit's going. Um, anyway, let's, let's do the rest, of the rest of the clip here. Yeah, so they've only tested men's and voice, men's and women's voices before, blah, blah, blah. The dream is that it's implemented as a third option for Siri and Alexa. We're inventing the tech firms to collaborate with us. We're inviting, sorry, we're inviting the tech firms to collaborate on us. There's no price tag on Q. Hi, I'm Q, the world's first genderless voice assistant. Think of me like Siri or Alexa, but neither male nor female. I'm created for a future where we are no longer defined by gender, but rather how we define ourselves. It's funny how these people, they, they, 
they always add, you can't put me in a box or I'm not, a, I'm not in a box or no labels on me. These people are the most judgmental label trigger happy people I've ever seen <clears throat> of when it comes to calling other people to, uh, to, to putting other people in boxes that they don't like. <clears throat> all this kind of stuff. Frankly, just I mean, it just it just sounds like a, a woman that's smoking or something, or some feminized male. I mean, I I, I really don't know what the big deal is to be honest. Uh, but you know, it's you know that that you know when the Terminator is coming you to 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 ram you up your behind, uh, you, uh, you know you know that it's going to be by a genderless uh, voice. You know that that makes it that makes that experience that we are uh, looking to get to get here uh, that much more enjoyable. Uh, so now you can't be critical of it. Now you can't fight uh, fight back against it, right? Uh, okay, let's see where we're at here. We're going to start wrapping up here soon. We're over the hour a little bit, but I did have a couple of more stories I wanted to share with you guys. We can skip that one. Oh, this one. We could just talk about the the, the anti-white bullshit too. <clears throat> it's weaved into all of this, obviously. Uh, but recently, recently <clears throat> the former CIA director, John Brennan, uh, was an open communist in the 80s. He voted for the Communist Party of the U.S. at the time. Uh, he's done a lot of shady stuff for the years, a lot of shady stuff. Uh, he's never being held accountable. And of course, partially because of that is because he's on their side. He's crawling to the cross uh, of uh, of uh, the anti-white establishment. And uh, now he's gone out and, and uh, cast shame on himself of what group he belongs to. Listen to this. With Kate, Katie Benner's great new reporting about the investigation into police officer, it renders, you know, at best hypocritical, at worst cynical and false, any notion that the Republicans care about the lives and the safety of law enforcement. Well, I must say, to Claire's point, I'm increasingly embarrassed to be a white male these days. <laughs> in light of what I see of my other white males saying, but it, it just shows yeah, that yeah, with, the ex yeah. with very few exceptions, like Mitt Romney, <clears throat> Liz Cheney, Adam Kinsley. That's so that's that's uh, that's sanctioned right now. That that's what he said. Look at her her laugh here too. Embarrassed to be a white male these days. <laughs> I mean, what a, light of what I see of my other white males saying, but it, it just. Oh shows. my god! Oh, so you're you're casting shame on all the white males. And I I wish that this guy would do. I think I would welcome a racial uh, uh, transmutation here, a dolazol of sorts. Uh, I'd be completely okay with that. Uh, if you feel so ashamed, Brennan, Kami, just leave. Why don't you leave the group that you're that you're part of, um, and just and and become a, a, a black, uh, you know, his, his Hispanic, uh, Afro Latino, uh, <laughs> you know, genderless, uh, whatever. Uh, you're welcome to do that. That's completely fine with me. And again, there's so many things you could like a litany of charges that you could make against a, a guy like this of what he's done in his past and stuff like that. But you see now that he lines up and he and he uh, uh, and he's willing to uh, to throw shade on on uh, on whitey. The whitey is the big problem. Uh, he, he gets a pass. He totally gets a pass. All right, let's talk about this for a moment. I do have a couple of stories. Uh, Want to focus over on Europe as well, not just cover U.S. news. Uh, this is some important stuff that's happening everywhere. Basically, what what the Democrats doing in the in the U.S. when it comes to targeting and going after uh, Trump supporters, conservatives, right wingers is something that's going into overdrive into other countries as well. It's kind of a, it's a lockdown of sorts that's coming. Now, we talked about a climate lockdown just uh, uh, last week in Warrior Show that we did. Um, not this Sunday, but the previous one, in case you're joining us late in the stream, we uh, were too sick over the weekend to do a, uh, do a week in Warrior. But go back to the previous one, and we talked about the climate lockdown that's coming. But uh, there's also, a, I think, a demo like saving democracy lockdown. 
where there will be justifications for halting or breaking anything when it comes to the normal procedure of, of free speech. It is already happening of sort, but it will go into overdrive of clamping down on free speech, people's ability to think differently, people's ability to protest, to organize, to create movements and political parties. And we can start this in France, where they have now finally uh, banned uh, generation identity. And of course, The Guardian uh, calls this, which is absolutely ridiculous, calls it a paramilitary group, which, which is just absolutely uh, slanderous and complete bullshit. Uh, it's a group for young white Europeans, uh, primarily. We started in, in um, I think, it was, it, was it Austria? Uh, spread to France, spread to Germany, some other places. What, I don't think it started in France. I think it was Austria. But if it was France, you know, so what? Spread to other European countries in the, is in the UK. Uh, I don't think it really came to the Nordic countries, but we have some other kind of similar groups there and stuff like that. Um, all slander. Organization linked to the Christchurch Christ mosque attack is outlawed for inciting hatred and violence. That is complete bullshit. So the guy allegedly behind that attack once gave a donation, I believe, uh, to Martin Sellner, and, and it more or less ended with that. And, the, and you know, they've been raided in Austria over and over again. Uh, I'm surprised they haven't been banned there, but I'm sure it's coming. Um, France has banned a notorious far-right paramilitary group linked to the gunmen. And the, it's just linked. What does that mean? What does it mean? Linked mean? This is the language they always use. Well, uh, is believed, is associated with, um, supported, or uh, allegedly, or is said to have. Sources say that this is, you know. Um, yes, we, we talked about this, I think, a while back, too. But now they finally went so far to actually order it to be dissolved and outlaw. Uh, the group. Interior Minister Gerald Darmain announced that Generation Identity Organization was being dissolved after a Council of Ministers meeting on Wednesday. He said the move to, uh, to outlaw the Lyon-based group describes as resembling a private militia had been approved by President, uh, French President Emmanuel Macron. Now, we know that this comes in the wake of this other uh, law that they were trying to impose uh, to ban Muslims from remaining Muslims. And why did they do that? Well, as we called correctly out at that time, was okay. You know, some some right wingers or conservatives, and you know, they looked at France. Oh, look, they're they're banning extremist Islam and separatist Islam and stuff. And we said, you know what, you, you know why they're doing this, right? Um, because they want all of these people to 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 blend in with each other. They want us to mix out. They want that the French ethnic uh, phenotype to be removed forever. They want them to. Uh, mix out with with Africans and Middle Easterners and be a faint memory of history. That's why they're doing it. As we said, watch out because they'll they'll soon will begin ban right wing groups as well. Anybody who wants to do their own thing, go their own way, do their stuff, are going to be banned. And that's exactly what happened. So they banned extremist Islam first because they don't want them to do their own thing in France. Now I don't see what the what the reason or the purpose for them to be in France and to be an, a Muslim a Muslim enclave in France. If you, if you love Islam, if uh, want to cling on to that shit, like go go back to your country where you came from. It's all you. It's all their stuff. It's all your shit there. Do that. You don't have to be in France to do it. So we know that they're there as kind of an occupying neo-colonialist force. So get out of that. You don't have to be in France. But then, as we rightly called, they're not doing that because they're concerned about the future of French society. They're doing it because they want these people to be legally forced, just as Sarkozy said, legally forced to intermarry with other groups that are in the country. So if they advocate for French identity, well, guess what? That's a problem. If they want refugees to be, you know, repatriate refugees and, and uh, 
uh, asylum seekers and, and too many migrants that want to close the borders, well, that's going to remain a problem, right? So that's why they're doing it. That's why they're doing it. Germany, check this out. Uh, they place far-right AFD. This is the New York Times, so bu more, more bullshit wording here again. Uh, alternative für, für Deutschland, uh, alternative for Germany, uh, their politi political party, excuse me, under surveillance for extremism. Uh, it is the first time in Germany's post-war history that a party represented in the federal parliament has elicited this level of scrutiny as a potential threat to democracy. So basically, you'll see this happening in America soon too. You, you'll see calls for the Republican Party. If it, if it remains aligned with Trump, and it seems to be the case after the CPAC you know, conference and all that stuff, and he's going to be running in 2024 and all this stuff, they're going to like take over the party kind of thing. Uh, and again, it, it's relevant whether you see that as a solution or a hope or not. The opposition here that we're talking about are going to see that as grounds for them to basically outlaw and ban uh, the Republican Party. Uh, they've already spied on them, of course. We know that through the FBI and all this stuff. Um, we'll read a bit more here. For the first time, okay, we re read that. Um, one of the most dramatic steps yet by a Western democracy to protect itself from the onslaught of far-right forces that have upset politics from Europe to the United States. So basically, if you form a political party, a democratic political party, you get elected by enough people so that you enter parliament or, or you get enough votes uh, to have some sway, then the other parties will, will go together and they will ban you or they will spy on you in this case. But many other cases too, they will outright just ban you if you have a group uh, or you, you, know, you, you do not have a right to protest. You do not have a right to speak up uh, and voice your concerns, uh, voice your issues, have your say. Now they're protecting Western democracy by, by spying on a party and eventually I think the ban comes to it, right? The decision by the domestic intelligence agency will now allow it to tap phones and other communications to monitor the movements of members of the Alternative for Germany party, which not only sits in the federal parliament, but has become entrenched at all levels of politics in nearly every part of the nation. Incredible. It's, it's among the most sweeping efforts yet to deal with the rise of far-right and neo-Nazi political movements within Western democracies, says the New York Times, which are attempting more vigorously to constrain, ostracize, or even legally prosecute those elements to prevent them from chipping away at the foundations of democratic institutions. But they were democratically elected, fuckface. News of the move comes on the same day that France banned Generation Identity. Wow, what a, what a surprise. And as lawmakers in the European Parliament in Brussels forced the party of Hungary's semi-authoritarian leader Viktor Orban out of the mainstream conservative group. Did they now? I didn't even hear about that yet. Holy shit. It also follows the impeachment hearing of Washington of former President Donald J. Trump over accusations that he incited the violent mob that stormed the Capitol on January 6th as well as rising concerns among Democrats and even U.S. lawmakers agencies about the links between some Republican Party members and extremist or conspiracy groups like QAnon. So, see, this, this, is what we, this is what we talked about. That's what it is. You have to love the refugees. You have to open your borders. You have to let your nation fall. You have to let your kids be forced, integrated with these people who hate you on the basis that you're white. They have to, inter by force, intermarry with these people and get gender reassignment drugs or, or, or blockers at least so we can chemically kind of decide what you, which way you're going to go later. This, the, the, the heat is on. 
<clears throat> yeah, some someone says I do support banning QAnon. Well, then you're a retard, Gabe, because <clears throat> that's the very reason how they're banning everything else. I don't like QAnon. I think they're morons, but I think you should be every at every turn, Gabe. You should be allowed to think whatever the fuck you want to think, no matter how outlandish, how crazy, how stupid, however. If you turn violent, sure, that's a different thing. If you're going to go and blow people up because you believe something wacko, sure, that's a different ballgame altogether. But to go in and preemptively prevent people from being fooled by stuff, like that's, it's beyond a slippery slope. I mean, that's like going in. And, and how, are you going to, how are you going to enforce that, by the way, too? Banning. How are you going to enforce someone to not believe something? What, what's the criteria for that? Ultimately, the only recourse a state can have at that point is to if they were they are going to need to know your thoughts. They're going to know to they're going to need to know what you think and what you believe. So if you don't vocal about that, how are they going to find out? You have to basically have you have to draw a line in the sand. Uh, and as wacky and as dumb as some of the Q stuff is, uh, there should be no one ever, no state, no authority. No law enforcement that can come in and say you can't believe those things. They're dumb enough to believe it. Let them. What's the problem? Right. And that, that's partially the reason why we are here now, because people have conceded on this continuously. They've given way continuously after you. Oh, well, well, that's wacky. Oh, well, that's strange. And that's dumb. And that's, you know, oh, well, that makes sense. People do not draw a line in the sand and say, you know, here, but no further. And they do not stand up. It's kind of like the banning all these platforms and stuff like that, too. It's not, the, it's not the platform's fault, like BitChute or whatever. They have to take down videos. They have to oblige by uh, some country's loss and stuff like that. If they don't do that, well, guess what? The whole platform will be yanked. What's the solution? Well, it's not for BitChute to, to just say no because they will be taken down by that country. The solution is for the people in the country to change the laws, right? There shouldn't be any law that says you can't watch whatever video you want or, or, or rather... You should be able to watch whatever video you want. There, sh there shouldn't be any loss in terms of what, what information you should be able to access, no matter how crazy or wild or outlandish or anything like that, right? Legality is usually a good reference frame, but when they start passing laws that you can't believe certain things, well, guess what? You're, you're on, on pretty thin ice, on shaky ground. And from there, anything is possible, and they'll take everything. And that's why I'm saying that. Have to allow these people to believe whatever they want to believe. You know, case in point here too, right? Finland... Recently, their Supreme Court, they, they uh, ordered the Nordic resistance movement to cease and desist. Same thing there. Whatever you think of the organization, when they start banning political movements and people to organizing and to going to groups, you're on slippery slope. And it's just a matter of time before they come for the other stuff, right? Um, same thing happened in Canada. Just as a reminder, we've talked about this before, but they label far-right group a terrorist entity. Uh, well, that's great. That's totally, that's totally what they are, right? Why hasn't Antifa? Why hasn't BLM? They're being labeled that. Why hasn't that? Uh, Greece, court sentenced leaders of Greece, Golden Dawn, to prison. Just called them neo-fascists, uh, and you can lock them away. Totally fine. 13 years in prison, I think it was. This is also from, uh, it's back in October 2020. We talked about it at, at the time. But again, just a reminder to tell you uh, that this is the, the new normal for them. They're clamping down. Uh, they're going after political groups, people that organize, even if they do it legally. And I'm, now I'm not saying that there, there could have been some people here within the group or something that did something illegal. I don't know everything about all the groups and every intricate thing about it or whatever. Uh, but Jesus Christ, I mean, you know that there's other people in other groups that have done uh, criminal acts, but they, they hasn't cast shade on the entire group, right? 
So what's coming is kind of a democratic lockdown of sorts. And unfortunately, it's being aided and supported by people doing dumb shit. Like the, uh, what's the guy again? Uh, was it Phil? Philip Miller or something? The gypsy uh, crusader was, was uh, he went to, uh, went to jail? Uh, so I, I think it was Ralph, uh, Ethan Ralph tweeted about that. I retweeted it. Um, so he did some, I guess he did some like edgy streams. He goes on these uh, like a random voice chat uh, uh, I've seen some clips. There's a couple of clips. You're, you're like randomized or just match with, you know, random people on, on voice or video chat, I guess, or something like that. And then he live streams that and does edgy jokes and shit like that. And so apparently that's not what they got him on. They got him on the fact that he was waving a gun in one of the streams. And so he's a convicted felon, I guess, the guy. So the cops came and and, uh, and uh, arrested him and put him in jail uh, for uh, for those for weapon charges, right? Pretty dumb move. Pretty dumb move. I heard about Thomas Sewell. Sowell, I think it is Sowell. In, uh, uh, not, not that Thomas Sowell, but another one in Australia. Uh, nationalist guy. He turned up at uh, Channel 9. He's going to set the record straight or, or, or do a video about how, how the much they're, they're lying about him and stuff like that. He's, he's a, kind of a, I guess, nationalist in Australia. I did, again, I didn't know too much about him. I saw the video on, uh, I think it was Telegram or something like that. He goes there. Um, a security guard comes out, a black security guard comes out to try to kick them out of, of the Channel 9 building uh, in maybe, I'm not sure where they were, Melbourne or something like that. And uh, they just go back and forth a little bit. Then they go outside and the cameraman says something dumb to the, to the security guard um, that will just be interpreted one way and it will be interpreted in the worst way in order to, to, to nail these guys. But regardless, uh, because of that dumb uh, comment, the security guard laid an ar a hand, I think, on the cameraman. And so Tom Sowell, the other guy who was there like doing the video, uh, knocks him out, basically. And so he sits in the car later and talks about how, well, we're in the right. If we look at the surveillance footage, he lay a hand on him and whatever. Well, that guy's in jail now. How long will he go to jail for? 10 years? Five years? I don't know. Does he have kids? then they, they won't have a dad. If he doesn't have kids, he might not be able to do that or, or he will be prevented from that. He might be locked away because he's a, now he's a dangerous, violent terrorist, right? There's a lot of dumb people doing, doing a lot of dumb shit. That's, that's all I'm trying to say here. Is it justified? Is it right? No, not necessarily. Uh, the, the cameraman did the dumb move when it comes to the situation in, in Australia, obviously. Uh, if you say something dumb, well, guess what? It's going to be used against you and they're going to try to justify it and now you have to go to jail. Stay cool. This is not. That's not the battle to take. At some random, you're doing some random video somewhere. If that's if the if this guy was a good, good guy, as some people said, oh, he was a you know he was articulate. He was doing a lot of good things and he was bringing attention to stuff. Well, guess what? Uh, he's he's out of circulation now and he's in jail for doing dumb things. And the system wants nothing more than to use these guys as an example to clamp down further on on, on others, right? So anyway, that's that's the last point about that. Uh, just there's too many. Hot-headed people, they think it's cool and fun and edgy, you know, you're not cucking, are you? And you can't back down, you can't do, you know. And, well, guess what? The system is just dying, waiting for you to make a dumb move and so they can haul you away and make you, turn you into an, an example. People have to be smarter than that. That's all I'm trying to say. All right, so last few stories here before I let you guys go real quick here. Texas is allegedly opening up again 100% is uh, one of the uh, headlines. This is after uh, Greg Abbott issued an executive order lifting the statewide mask mandate uh, and increasing cap uh, capacity of all business and facilities in the state uh, to finally 100%. The government made the announcement, blah, 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 in a full statement. I'm not going to go through it all. Which you, so initially you think, oh, great, that's awesome, finally. 
Some states are beginning to uh, free themselves from the clutches of this bullshit. And then it turns out, if you switch over to CNN, uh, that a lot of chains in Texas, and also it turns out Mississippi, who's another state who's going the same way, I believe, uh, will still have mask requirements. Uh, although, I guess in, for the general population, they are lifted. Let's check out this clip here real quick about this. Shipments of the third coronavirus vaccine arriving in Texas, as the governor says he's loosening restrictions in just one week. Effective next Wednesday, all businesses of any type are allowed to open 100%. Also, I am ending the statewide mask mandate. The announcement from some local leaders. To put it in very stark terms, it makes no sense. It's mind-boggling, uh, given where oh, we really are. Not. And in Mississippi, the governor also lifting mask mandates. Right. This new order removes all of our county mask mandates and allows businesses to operate at full capacity without state-imposed rules or restrictions. As more states roll back restrictions, health experts warn it's just irresponsible and goes against science to try to open up. <laughs> yeah. The White House is asking Texas and others to keep safety measures in place. We think it's a mistake to lift these mandates too early. Uh, masks are saving a lot of lives. Two, one, <laughs> vaccinate. Meanwhile, in Ohio, a single shot of history with the first Johnson & Johnson vaccines administered. It's definitely a game changer. The problem we have right now is, as you know, there are only about 4 million doses available, so they really need to ramp up production. President Joe Biden using the Defense Production Act to speed the manufacturing process, making a deal with Merck to help pharmaceutical competitor Johnson & Johnson produce its single-dose vaccine. We're now on track to have enough vaccine supply for every adult in America by the end of May. Terrific. The president also asking states to prioritize teachers and school staff on their vaccine lists, an effort to allow more classrooms to reopen safely. We want every educator, school staff member, child care worker to receive at least one shot by the end of the month of March. Biden urging the public to keep wearing masks and following safety protocols. Just one mask? It is light at the end of the tunnel. But we cannot let our guard down now. We must remain vigilant. Health experts agree as new highly infectious variants spread across the nation. There's a race between these variants and getting vaccinated. And we've just got to push and push with that and not remove uh, these public health measures that have been helping of course us not. to reduce no. the transmissibility. No, no, of course not. <clears throat> That'd be worrying. We can't open up now. Why in the world would we ever do something that dumb? It was even a headline out of New York, uh, New York Times. Uh, let me pause that right quick there. Uh, <clears throat> COVID-19, the U.S. is uh, edging towards normal, alarming some officials. So it's, <clears throat> it's alarming to some officials that we're approaching going back to how things were. If there, I mean, are there any businesses left? I, I don't even know. I don't, I don't know. Uh, American life begins to return to normal, even as some fear it's too soon. One AstraZeneca dose substantially reduced the risk of getting sick with COVID-19 for the elderly. A new study shows California governor legislature reached an agreement on social, uh, on school reopening plan. High staff, high staff turnover at U.S. nursing homes was likely a factor in elderly COVID death toll. Sure. Yeah. That's nothing to do with you putting coronavirus victims in elderly homes. Um, all right. Anyway, it's, it's uh, <clears throat> yeah, so many are just basically saying, you know, it's, it's too soon. We have to have the vaccine passports in place. We have to have 
first of all, we have to not only, well, we have to mRNA everybody. We have to use the software, not the vaccine. We have to use the software and uh, and basically screw every, everyone up, right? But so basically, be cautious when you see these the, those headlines that are like, oh, the lifting uh, mask requirements and stuff like that. There's still a lot of chains that will continue doing it. Grocery chains, pharmacies, retailers, auto manufacturers, uh, Target, Kroger, CVS, Walgreens, Best Buy. I, I don't know if that's because of the company's policy uh, or what that's about, but they'll give you like they'll give you a little bit to make it seem that it's like Biden is 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 doing the right thing. We're moving in the right direction. Have hope. You know, finally, you know, Trump couldn't solve this. Biden is our savior. He'll get us out of this situation. But you have to do it at our pace. You have to do it at at, at, at such an extent. Uh, that that we can control this, right? And we can decide how to reopen things and all that stuff. And there will be climate lockdowns followed by these, as we mentioned, the democratic lockdowns uh, or to save democracy lockdowns, rather. Uh, this was uh, was uh, Biden, what Biden rather had to say uh, about lifting the mask care mandates. Message to Texas and Mississippi. Texas and Mississippi. I think it's a big mistake. Look. I hope everybody's realized by now, these masks make a difference. We are on the cusp of being able to fundamentally change the nature of this disease because of the way in which we're able to get vaccines in people's arms. We've been able to move that all the way up to the end of May to have enough for every American, to get every adult American to get a shot. And the last thing, the last thing we need is the Neanderthal thinking that in the meantime, everything's fine, take off your mask. Forget it. It's <clears throat> Neanderthal thinking. What is that? Is that is that JF? Is that Robert F? Robert F. Kennedy behind him there? Who's that? <clears throat> yeah. So we can't have. So he just called uh, Abbott and what was the Mississippi uh, uh, one call again? But uh, governor in Mississippi, but he just called uh, Abbott a a Neanderthal right there. Thinking that in the meantime, I'm surprised. And the last thing. The last thing we need is the Neanderthal thinking that in the meantime, everything's fine. Take off your mask. Forget it. It's, uh, it's definitely not a, not a based, uh, uh, you know, Bronze Age, uh, uh, Bronze Age kind of guy. It still matters. I carry a card. But I don't have it. I put it on my desk. As of last, as of yesterday, we had lost 511,874 Americans. Well, that's your fault, then, Biden. We use your standards of what you what you said about Trump. Trump, it was Trump's fault that uh, four hundred thousand people had died or something, right? Are people keeping track the same way? Most of the mainstream coverage have dropped, like the the the, the ticker and this on the side. Now they're measuring how many are, are vaccinated instead. Uh, many of the many of the mainstream media outlets, right? Lose thousands more. This will not occur. We'll not have everybody vaccinated until sometime in the summer. We have the vaccine to do it getting a shot in someone's arm and getting a second shot, you're going to take time. And it's critical, 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 critical that they follow the science. Wash your hands, hot water, do it frequently, wear a mask and stay socially distanced. And uh, I know you all know that. I wish the heck some of our elected officials knew it. So thank you very much. Is that the first, is that like one of the first, uh, times he's actually taking questions from the press like that i heard the other day that he ha he hasn't been doing that uh basically they're they're trying to uh <clears throat> they're trying to uh what the hell is this asians are humans uh they're basically uh, uh 
you know, try to try to put him in a position where he, he's not asked direct questions by uh, uh, by by the press, right? But I, I guess he was doing it there, and then he ends up calling them uh, uh, Neanderthals. Uh, good, good, good work, Joe. Uh, okay, so Asians are humans are trending trending right now. Who knew? That's incredible. Mind blown. <clears throat> I didn't know Asians were humans. Is that because of the uh, the attacks of uh, on on Asians in in uh, California and other places? Hello, my name is Daisy, and I'm Asian. Asians are humans. I still can't believe that some people just don't understand this. Have someone said that a Asians are not humans? Uh, Asians are humans, not a virus, not a joke. Not here to accept fake apologies. Give a platform to Asians and hold your staff accountable. I guess it's time for the Asians to kind of try to push back. Maybe the, the Asians have been roped up, kind of in white, you know, they're, they're kind of part of the white white supremacy establishment. The left said your your test scores are too good and stuff like that. So maybe it's a concerted effort and a pushback. I would assume that it's it's because of the violence then against uh, Asians. But of course, what they do, haven't raised uh, is the issue that uh, most cases it's Black Americans that have attacked. Uh, Asians, and I'm not sure if it's completely only over the virus issue, but uh, it's back. I, I'm trying to decode what's going on with this here, but uh, yeah, okay, Asians are human. Um, incredible statement. All right, folks, thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to uh, wrap up right there. Uh, as I said, kind of back 75%, not complete uh, after the the, the weekend's uh, little uh, stomach flu, whatever it was that we were dealing with, uh, but definitely feel better. So it's good to be back with you guys again, and uh, we have more stuff coming here in the pipeline. Uh, I do believe we'll do probably Flashback Friday next here because we do have some stuff to do tomorrow. But we have another video. I definitely do a, another member stream uh, exclusive here too. Uh, and of course, Weekend Warrior coming up on Sunday as usual. Uh, there should be no uh, no reasons why we won't do that on uh, on Sunday as usual. Uh, but uh, yeah, otherwise Flashback Fridays next. We have a video in the pipeline. We're going to try to finish that as soon as we can. But there's a little bit of work uh, on it as well. Uh, we have some interviews actually lined up. I think I'll get uh, Jared Taylor on next. Um, try to get him on maybe next Tuesday or Thursday. A uh, ton of other good people, too, that actually we've reached out to that we're going to try to get on. Uh, so Tuesdays and Thursdays will be kind of uh, uh, positioned for for interviews and, and you know, going back to uh, to some of those shows. It's just been a little bit, you know, kind of uh, schedule has been a little bit upset, if you will, uh, since the uh, since the move and stuff like that. Uh, and that's going to be uprooted one one more time here in March, actually. Uh, we have another location we're, we're uh, moving some of our stuff to, uh, but it shouldn't be uh, too many delays, too many days on that, too. We'll keep you guys updated on that. Uh, but yeah, Flashback Friday up next, uh, and of course, I hope you tune in then, 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that's uh, midnight Central European time. Uh, much more good stuff to cover then. Thank you for the support, everybody, for joining us over on Entropy Stream. That helps us as well. Uh, so thank you to everyone over there. Bill Hoover, Plain Physics. Uh, who else did we have? Mr. Noseberg, Lycan Warrior, uh, and Conrad Kirsch. Thank you to you guys for joining us over there, too. Uh, and thank you to everyone who, if you, do, if you did some, something on Trovo, I don't think we're re-monetized on uh, DLive yet, and I don't think we will be. We had our little appeal thing uh, that we're going to review, I guess, our account or something like that, but uh, haven't heard back from DLive, so I doubt that anything on that front will happen. Another great way of supporting us, too, of course, is to go to RedEyesMembers.com. And as I said, uh, we actually were under attack of the members uh, server. Uh, on Saturday, 
Uh, they were trying to do a DDoS to uh, take down the website. Uh, they were not successful because we have some good infrastructure on the back end. Uh, so we're happy for that. Uh, but check out redhousemembers.com. They don't like that we have it up there. They want to see us removed and canceled and just uh, vanished and banished from not only the internet, uh, but they want us to uh, not have a roof over our heads and be able to keep the lights on around here. Uh, that's just how much uh, they hate us folks. But we're still kicking, still here, still alive, still doing what we're doing, and we will remain here no matter what. Uh, so thank you to everybody out there for your support. RedEyesMembers.com, check out a membership if you want to use your credit card, use Subscribestar or Enterprise Stream. But we have a number of other ways too, including crypto, P.O. Box, Cash App. Check it out. It's very easy. Uh, and your account will be activated within 24 hours. If you uh, sent one out, by the way, I think you, over the weekend, I took care of that. It was a couple of days delay just because I was, I was ill. Uh, so if you have signed up and it's not activated yet, uh, we'll do that here right after the show. So that should be uh, done and, and fixed. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate it. We'll see you guys next time. Take care. Salute. See you next time. Hail victory, boys and girls. Do you love red eyes? Want more? Get access to exclusive material by signing up for a red ice membership. You'll be able to watch Weekend Warrior, our flagship show, the second hour of interviews and other special feature videos only for subscribers. Were you a member and we lost you along the way? Renew! We love and appreciate you guys and gals and cannot do this without you. Help us be a sane voice, a lighthouse in the sea of insanity. As times get tougher, as people are searching for answers, they're going to need content like Red Ice. A little of all your support can go a long way. Thank you.